Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, what's happening, Mike Schmidt, 40-Year-Old Boy Podcast? Uh, hi, I hope you're good, because I am not, as you can probably tell. Uh, here's the thing, I could probably do a show. I could power through this and probably still talk to you fucking guys, but who the fuck wants to hear me like this? I suddenly got my head fucking underwater, I got a fucking face full of whatever the fuck, and wanted to cough it up at any goddamn second. Who wants to hear that? I'm sure I'll sneeze in the middle of this bullshit and all sorts of nonsense, my fucking nose is to end it. Here's the thing, if it wasn't for the fucking fever... I'd be fine. You know what I mean? It's like, it just, I, it just kicked in Sunday morning. Here's the thing. Never leave your fucking house. Okay. That's, I'm just going to tell you that right fucking now. Never leave your fucking house because if you ever go outside, you'll run into people with fucking germs. I Ubered last week and a girl gets in my car and she's like, <coughs> she's fucking sneezing. And she goes, oh my, my allergies, this wind. Fuck you. You're patient fucking zero and now you've ruined my fucking week. God damn it. I'm furious at you. You fucking, ugh. So again, like I said, I could just fucking rant through this fucking thing, but who the fuck wants to hear me with a goddamn stuffed up skull like this bullshit? Uh, I'm so furious. All right. Hi. Uh, that's a weird first minute, uh, but I'm, I'm not going to be here long. I'm just, I'm putting up an older show because uh, here's the deal. All right. So I got sick Sunday. I woke up Sunday morning and I've been working out hard. Fucking I was Saturday. I did four and a half miles of the fucking treadmill. Fucking feeling good about it. My buddy Dennis was in town. I want to tell you all about that. Super Bowl was totally fun. Uh, there's nothing really to tell you. It was just stuff, but whatever. So anyway, fucking Sunday morning comes and I wake up and I got to go to the gym, right? I figure I can go run and get that done before we go to a uh, uh, Super Bowl bash or whatever the fuck. But I got up and I knew it. I fucking do it when I went to bed Saturday night. I felt it in my throat and we had been out. We had gone out on Friday. We'd gone out all day Saturday. And uh, and I was like, oh man, am I going to be fucking way late? I hope not. I hope this is going to fucking happen. I should have gone with the fucking poor people's fucking health insurance right away. Like I normally that's, you know, it's me chugging Theraflu, chugging orange juice, drinking chai lattes from Starbucks and then fucking, uh, uh, you know, sleep or whatever the fucking hot showers. But here's the deal. Can't drink orange juice, too much sugar. Can't drink chai lattes, too much fucking sugar. That takes some bullets out of my poor people health insurance gut. God damn it. So what am I going to do? I'm going to wind up fucking coming to my house and, uh, and, and chugging Theraflu, which is not bad. I don't mind. I'll tell you this. You know what? I actually fucking love the taste of Theraflu. Like I, I want to drink it as a beverage with fucking food sometimes because it's fucking, it's warm and it tastes good. And you're going to laugh here, break yourselves fucking off this and laugh at me all you fucking want. 
you, your, coffee, your coffee drinkers in the morning, your tea drinkers, whatever the fuck. I envy you guys because I tell you what, I fucking made myself, I'm making myself Theraflu in the morning before I go to the gym. And there's something very grown up about taking a mug of hot liquid and like carrying it by its little fucking handle and going and sitting in your fucking desk and, and like scrolling through the day's news before you get your day started. I think I see the appeal of it. That's fucking amazing. Uh, but, but I can't, cause I can't drink Theraflu every day. What if I did? What if I just fucking coursed my veins with Theraflu? Like a goddamn Thanos of Theraflu, Thanos flu. That's me. I'm going to stab my fingers and never get sick. Uh, so, so I, I love the idea of getting a bug of hot liquid, but maybe I'll just drink hot water in the fucking morning or chicken broth, but don't do that. Cause another thing I'm trying to keep myself fucking, I'm trying to, I, I haven't eaten. I ate today. I ate some fucking tortilla soup from fucking El Pollo Loco and, and, uh, I, it was funny. I'd love, I left the gym today because I worked out super hard. It's Wednesday. I worked out really hard today. I figured I could beat it out of me. And I fucking, I lifted for about an hour and a half. And then I ran three miles on the fucking treadmill. And then I'm like, all right, I get in the car and I'm driving home. Not kidding. I knew immediately. I start the fever comes because I didn't have a fever for four days. Oh, fuck. Let me start over. So fucking Saturday night. Like I said, I go to bed. I could feel it in my throat. I'm like, I hope I'm fine. I wake up in the morning. I'm going to go to the gym before whatever Super Bowl bash we're going to. And I fucking, I all of a sudden my nose is stuffed up and I got my throat and I'm like, oh man. So I said, I'm drinking some Theraflu. Now I didn't have, I only had the nighttime one. So I had to go get the daytime one to have it in my house. And I also, I, I all right. So that I have the Alka-Seltzer plus severe cold and flu formula. And that's honey zest flavor. That's pretty goddamn good. So I had that for day and for night, but then I wanted to have a little variety because I knew I was going to be chugging this stuff for fucking three days. So I bought Theraflu. With uh, that tastes like apples and cinnamon, and dude, that just tastes like fucking apple cider. It's fucking good as hell. Uh, so again, I might be drinking it as beverages from now on, just to keep myself fucking safe, keep my veins coursing with goddamn medicine to make sure I don't fucking succumb the rest of my goddamn life because I'm old. This would be a good. This is way. Maybe this is how you play defense when you're old. You just take. They always tell you like take an aspirin a day to not get a heart attack. Maybe you chug Theraflu all fucking day to make sure you never get sick again. But here I am talking to you, and obviously it didn't fucking work because. I thought I was fine, man. I, I mean, last night it started. I went out to a show last night, and I'm out in the cold, and I'm like, all right, this probably isn't the smartest fucking idea, but it's okay. I got a hoodie on, whatever the fuck. I'm then wet hair. Why? Who cares? So I, these, but these are things I can't tell you about because listen to my fucking voice. Nobody wants to listen to this. Listen to this. I can't even fucking breathe. And you don't want to fucking hear this. It's like fucking rampage and talk about nothing. Now, you know, if I could talk my fever away, that'd be fucking great. But right now, my fucking temples are throbbing from the heat. It's fucking terrible. Goddamn, I'm so fucking mad at germs. Fuck you, germs. Dude, I would punch a germ right in his germy fucking mouth. You want a piece of me, germ? Step the fuck up. Well, that, uh, fuck that. They took a piece of me. I'm fucking, I'm succumbing. They came at me in waves and I couldn't fight them off. I was like an ovum trying to fight off sperm. It was just germs trying to collide into me. And one of them got inside me and that's all I fucking needed. Because here I am fucking limp dicking to you guys that I can't do a fucking show because nobody wants to hear me with a fucking head full of mucus for fuck's sake. That fucking dude from the goddamn commercial, the mucinex idiot, he lives in my fucking face right now. He's just cackling. I can hear him echoing behind my eyes. I want to fucking stab myself in the eye with a fork, scoop up my eyeball with a spoon and drag him the fuck out of there and stomp on him like a goddamn spider. I don't like being sick. I don't like not doing a show. I don't like doing any of these things. But here I am, and I'm rambling, and I'm going. And, listen, and also, I'm like nobody wants to hear this. But I'm already talking now for whatever the fuck. But still, you you couldn't. I for a short burst, you could hear me, bitch. But you don't want to fucking hear me do this for a whole goddamn show. Uh, and also my fucking head. I'm gonna go to sleep. I just I fucking sleep. Oh my god, do I love sleep?
I'll tell you what, that Theraflu works its ass off. If I, or the Alka-Seltzer, whatever the fuck. I take that at night, I sleep like a fucking rock. Because I can't sleep, man. I can't breathe. My fucking nose is completely stuffed. But then I lay down and like one nostril clears, and then I drift off, and then I wake up nine hours later, and I'm fine. I'm like, yay. And then I get up, and I go to the gym, and then boom, fever shows up. Fucking germs. You know what they do? They take the night off. Fuck, that's what that's fucking germs do. Here, they only work during the day. Maybe I should wait till late tonight. Maybe I can record a goddamn show for you guys. <sighs> Sorry. All right. I'm just bad and I don't want it because I don't, I can't, I sound so fucking stupid. God, I hate sounding fucking stupid. And, uh, I could, I could again, but nobody wants to hear this. Nope. I, I, and I, I sound fucking, look, I sound like a fucking waterhead. This is fucking terrible. Hey, welcome to the spectrum podcast. Your buddy, Mike, what the fuck happened to him? I got hit in the head with a tennis racket. He talks like this now. What the fuck? God damn it. Somebody squeeze his head, drain the fucking liquid, get a neti pot and pour it down his fucking ear. Your ear? I don't know how those things fucking work. I see those things are gross. Isn't it a neti pot? Like, it's like a bowl of fucking... It's like a finger bowl you have at a fucking dinner. And then they, you, you just pour it in somebody's nose, and it comes out their mouth, and they vomit out one of their mucus and shit. What the fuck? Jesus Christ. I'd, re- I'd rather die of whatever fucking influenza was creeping around on my face than use a goddamn gardening can to sprinkle out my fucking sinuses. Brutal. I think I may have set the record for how many times I've said fucking eight minutes. All right. Uh, so here's the deal, man. I'm going to put up an older show. I... I I, I'll, I'll do real quick. I got to do these because I'm contractually obligated because these people are my friends and I love them. And they support the show. Please go get the Paranoid Strain podcast. Uh, if you want to hear a guy who's not sick, it sounds fucking great. Download the Paranoid Strain podcast right now in the iTunes store. Leave a review for him there. You can write him a note. Paranoid Strain at gmail.com. Uh, the current episode is still the the his reality real episode, which just that may you know what that might have fucking withered my defenses. Just listening to that thing might have made me susceptible to fucking germs. <laughs> that and going out of the house, <laughs> fucking dude, don't leave your house. Seriously, I, we went to a fucking restaurant, went to a store, went to a fucking Super Bowl party, I Ubered people around. Just the, the closer you're, the more you're with people, the the, the sooner you're gonna wind up fucking dead. Uh, <laughs> that's going to bode well for my live appearances later this year. Um, so, uh, again, Paranoid Strange is, is available now in the iTunes store. Download it. It's fucking amazing. Fearful Jesuit is the coolest. You want to go ahead and download that show and listen to it because he's great. He's fantastic. He's stupendous. The show is really good. It's smart. It's funny. It's informative. And Dana Unicorn is probably pretty hot, even though you're never going to see a photo of her. But she's Danish. She's got a fucking weird accent. So you can go ahead and tune in on that, hone in on that. Look, she's bringing you all sorts of knowledge and funny and humor. But at the same time, just listen to that accent. Go, oh, man, I'd, I'd love to listen to her tell me she's making me some fucking jello. That'd be fucking hot. Darling, would you like Jello? I can't do the fucking accent, especially sick. Why would I? Why would I betray Data Unicorn by doing a sick Data Unicorn doing a fucking accent about Jello? And why Jello? Make pudding. She's from fucking Switzerland, whatever the fuck. She's the Swiss Miss. She's the original Swiss fucking Miss. Or no, she's Danish. Hey, she can make you Danish. Hey, there you go. Fucking fuck raisins. No raisins. I want a raspberry Danish or a cheese Danish, or make an almond Danish. There you go. You like fucking? You, know, you like marzipan? Who likes a croissant stuffed with marzipan? I do. I'd stick my dick in a fucking croissant filled with marzipan. All right. Here's me uh, trying to breathe. And then here's me talking more about other people you should pay attention to, like the Knife Drop podcast. Oh, Paranoid Strain. Let me just close the book on that. It's fantastic. Go ahead and subscribe to the iTunes store. Send uh, Jesuit a note. Tell him you heard about it through us or leave a review of the iTunes store. <laughs> don't don't mention we were ill, please. Don't Now nobody will fucking tune in. See, this is the thing I hate. When I do like a rock solid or something, I get new listeners zooming over. They're like, let's check this guy out. And now I sound like half a fucking Marfon victim or something. It's just, what the fuck? I got a fucking weird head. All right. Uh, don't I? I just, I do. I sound like I got fucking beaned by a baseball. And now they're trying to talk to me 11 years later about what a drag my career was when it fucking tailed off as I couldn't fucking get it anymore because they fucking turned my lights out with a goddamn high and tight. 
All right. Uh, so here's the deal. Our great friend uh, Rob Botsashita does the Knife Drop podcast. You can go ahead and get that right now. I don't know the latest episode. I must be honest. I, I am lax in my research because I'm just here dropping this knowledge for you guys and then putting up an older show. And I'm I'm going to fucking bed. And I still have to Uber like this. I know you're you're just like what? I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go be patient zero. I'm gonna fucking infect all of Los Angeles. I take you know my fucking rule. Don't leave the house. Yeah, well, I hope some people in Los Angeles fucking take that to heart over the next couple of days because I'm gonna be in the car driving around in this fucking state. I, I might be coronavirus Jones here in fucking, uh, you know what? I'm trying to think. Did I meet anybody from China or I see anybody? I was, I was at the airport a couple of times to drop people off. Somebody sneeze on me at the airport. I don't know, man. Fuck, I mean, it's The world's a fucking coin flip at this point, right? Who knows what's happening? We got fucking, you know, there's, I mean, Iowa's a fucking mess right now. What the fuck happened to those people? I'll tell you what, I've been to Iowa, all right? I, I enjoy Iowa. I do. I like the people in Iowa, but I am not confused, or I should say, I am not, I am not surprised by the fact that they're having trouble with math. Uh, just the very fact that it's taking them four days to figure out numbers. I, I've been to Iowa. It's not really a shock for me. I got to be honest. Lovely people. I enjoyed going there. I always love playing uh, Sergeant Pepperonis, whatever the fuck, in Sioux City. I go to Sioux Falls, and uh, and I, I, you know what? I actually, I, I took, uh, I can't say that. That's just mean and rude. Uh, in Fort Dodge, Iowa, I'll tell you that. I did a gig in Fort Dodge, Iowa, and then I slept with my wife for the very first time, my ex-wife. Uh, and it was her first time sleeping with anybody. Holy shit. How about that? Look at look at what you learned on the fucking bonus uh, Waterhead show. Hi. Uh, okay. Sorry. I can't breathe. So uh, Knife Drop Podcast is available now. Go ahead and pick it up at the iTunes store. It is there waiting for you to get. Oh, no, it's not. It's in Podbay. It's in Anchor. It's in Stitcher. It's in all sorts of uh, other places. I wouldn't try the iTunes store. You can go look for the Knife Drop Podcast, but if not, go to, just go to the Knife Drop, just Google Knife Drop Podcast. It'll tell you where to go. I'm yawning because I can't fucking sleep. Uh, although I sleep like a rock with that fucking medicine. I'm going to drink it all the time now. Uh, just, yeah, do me a favor. Just go ahead and find out where our buddy is and uh, and find Rob Bossashita. Download his podcast. He talks about cool things with Slim and Groovy. They talk about old movies like fucking Heartbeeps or whatever the fuck. And, then, uh, and, they, and they love it. You love it. They love it. We all love it, right? Don't you love it? I think you love it. Uh, remember we got the Amazon link on MikeSprintComedy.com on the merchandise page remember we got a Patreon if you want to support that so I don't die you want to send me some fucking money this month why not that'd be great got a YouTube channel go subscribe to that is there anything new over there yet no of course not because look at me I can't even fucking breathe yeah I've been hanging on being sick and not the fact that I'm a lazy fuck alright whatever the fuck go ahead and join the YouTube page please just because you'll be pleasantly surprised someday when it does show up uh, Twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. I was, I was actually, t- I streamed yesterday, sick even. I drank Theraflu on the air, man. That's odd so much I care about you people. But today, well, dude, once the fever kicked in, I, I, that's the deal. Like, but I don't mind talking to you fucking guys. Like, uh, I'd, 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 like, I, even, but see, it's just the sound. You can't, there's no fucking way. I, I sound like Tony Curtis or something. It's fucking awful. Uh, <laughs> Tony Curtis, there's a reference for fucking Nadia. Uh, I just, I just, I just sound like a fucking shit bag and I hate it. Don't, don't kid yourselves. I fucking hate it. Uh, but then I streamed yesterday and I'm playing the Witcher and jumping around. And I have like no fucking energy and I'm trying to do the best I can as I'm fighting fucking ghouls and shit. And I know people are watching it and hating it. And then, like I said, today at the gym, I felt great. I was banging it out, but I got in the car and the fever flared up and I went, oh man, is this really fucking happening? And it's not bad. It's like a hundred. You know what I mean? It's not high, but it's still, it's, I just don't want it to get fucking worse. You know what I mean? I got... It's it's fucking February, dude. Just take February off the fucking map. Why? What's wrong with going to January from from January to March? We can we can do eleven months, right? We can go a lazy baker. That's fine with me. Give me a lazy baker here. Fucking take February right out of the goddamn equation. The shortest one anyway. We already made it the shortest one because it's for dicks. Now get it the fuck out of here. And also, so you know what we do? We could then we move Black History Month to March. Oh, that's only thirty days. Fuck that. Give them April. 
Give 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 our fine African American friends April. That's thirty. No, thirty days. half September, April, June, and November. No, March is thirty-one. All right. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I'll tell you what. African Americans get that March. That's Black History Month from now on. February, you're off. The, you're off. You're off the clock. February, you're fired. You're a free agent month. Nobody fucking cares about you. Nobody's gonna sign you. Go out and drift around with your fucking cold ass wind and your no hope and your fucking bare branches and your fucking flu and illness going around and ruin everybody's goddamn month, life, year, whatever. Get February out. February, you know what? I'm going to say it, February. I'm going to say it in the, in the parlance of a Vince McMahon slash Donald Trump. You'll, wait, first I'll do it like Vince McMahon. You're fired. Jesus. And then I'll do it like Donald Trump. You're fired. Right, isn't that? No, that wasn't a good one. You're fired. I can't, I can't do his fucking stupid voice, which is good. I don't want to do his dumbass voice. What a fucking dope. They had the fucking, did you see, he had a fucking Super Bowl party. What a fucking stick in the balls fucking Super Bowl party. They had all these idiots in ties at fucking Mar-a-Lago. Who the fuck wants to be there eating fucking creme brulee, watching fucking out patterns? You fucking idiots. Just get a bag of chips and stay home. I was in the same room as the president during the Super Bowl. Fuck you, you goofy ass coat riding monkey. Go fucking home. Nobody knows the fuck you are. It was great. He came in and he said hi to me. Sure he did. He made eye contact finger guns. You know what you want? Finger guns from the fathead president. That's what you fucking want. And then he fucking comes in. This is this is who this fucking idiot is. All right, look, I'm not even talking policies. I'm talking him as a guy. He's a fucking idiot. He shows up and their whole thing is based on the fact people don't show respect for the national anthem, whatever the fuck. That's fine. He comes in, they start playing the national anthem. His wife, who isn't even from here, she's 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 from some country where they eat mouse stew. I mean, like she's from fucking nowhere. She just happened to have a good jawline, so she's able to get out and smuggle out by fucking whatever coyotes they have over in Eastern Europe. So she gets out and bangs him and gets to stay, right? So she at least has her hand over her heart. She knows the custom. What does this fuckhead do? He stands at the table and he puts his hands in the air and he conducts like a fake orchestra because he cannot bear five seconds where he's not the center of attention that's completely fucking true he comes over he like leans over to a guy almost what's he saying to that guy hey buddy you like this song i run this country i yeah what do you think hey it's my country you like this tune i wrote it and he fucking leans over to another guy and he stands up he's kind of rocking back and forth which uh, some people think that's him just trying to get noticed like a little kid at a fucking grocery store or whatever the fuck when his mom will sh- shop and won't pay attention but i think he's just tottering on his fucking heels because he's such a fucking house that dude is a goddamn zeppelin in, in pants it's just fucking terrible He's built, and it, the best part is when you see him from the side, and he's like leaning forward, like like uh, you ever did that? that remember that science experiment when you had like a magnet on a string, and you'd like lean it back and forth, and shit would lean or whatever the fuck. Man, that dude is just—that's all he is. He's a fucking chowderhead. He looks like he looks like Devito is the penguin and fucking in Batman Returns or whatever the fuck. He's leaning forward, that bad fucking hair again. Like I said, not even about policies. I'm not even talking about any of that dumb shit. This guy's just a fucking hopeless fop. That fake hair and the lean, and he's just a fat fuck. And like, yeah, I'm a fat fuck, so fucking what? I'm not running the country pretending I'm not a fat fuck. I'm at least hitting the gym. This motherfucker's leaning around. I need that tie to get a little longer. Is that possible? Could you get that tie maybe past your, oh, I don't know, your balls if you got them still, or past your knees or whatever the fuck you're doing, you fucking leaning cocksucker. And then he fucking conducts the band. He's just, so people look at him. Hey, look at me. Hey, I'm conducting a band. He cannot stand five seconds where he's not the center of fucking attention. And yet, and fucking yet, there are people lining up to kiss that fathead's fucking ring. What a joke. And again, this isn't about policy. I know some of you agree with him. You like him, whatever the fuck. We're not arguing about that. We're talking about him as a guy. And this, this whole myth where they think, oh, he's fucking famous or he's cool. He's smart. He's tough. He's all He's a fucking nobody, man. That dude is a walking manicure. That guy has never had his hands dirty in his fucking life. 
He needs to get fucking cuffed right around the fucking ear. Just slapped. See his fucking eyes spin back into his fucking head. And then he'll pout and his little fucking lip will come out and he'll fucking, he wouldn't, he wouldn't do a thing. He wouldn't do a fucking thing. God damn it. All right. This is me talking and I'm still fucking can't breathe. I should probably breathe. All right. So, uh, what did I talk about? I talked about, uh, we got a YouTube channel. We got a Twitch channel, which you can go ahead and pay attention to. Uh, of course, Paradise Strait, I mentioned. Our, our Amazon link is on MikeSchmidtComedy.com. Go to the merchandise page. Use the Amazon link. We get money. They get money. You get stuff. It helps us out. I appreciate it very, very much. Uh, I'm on Cameo, but don't hire me now. You don't want to hear this fucking voice coming at you. I tell you what, as much as you want me to hit on your mom, you don't want me to do it with this voice. Hey, babe, you look really hot today. By the way, uh, could you hold my hanky while I blow my nose? Fuck you. The most unromantic thing in the fucking world. Uh, and also Uber and Lyft, but nobody wants to do that anymore. Although, you know what? I will say this. Uh, our good friend, we do have a, a a friend out there who signed up, sort of. I think he used the link, but he hasn't finished signing up. But if he does go out and drive stuff, uh, I sound like I'm doing a bad radio voice. Like, hey, how you doing, everybody? Good to see you. It's uh, K- oh, K- I couldn't even think of a radio station. K-Crab, what a word, A-M, whatever the fuck. Uh, my nose has turned me into a fucking, into Dick Biondi. Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, so anyway, everybody, as I've mentioned, I'm going to be using an older episode. Let's go back to year whatever the fuck. Because I I don't even... You know what? There was a guy... You know, people were listing episodes that they wanted to hear. And there was a guy who mentioned an episode that I don't think I've ever used as a rerun. And I, I think uh, I think I'm going to use it. I think I'll do this. I've got to find it. But right now, I, I should I tell you what it is? I don't know. I don't want to give anything away. <laughs> what do you care? If you sat through this fucking pile of bullshit where I suddenly get my head at the bottom of a fucking bucket then you're fine you'll be okay with whatever the fuck I play just you're just like just shut up and play something where your voice doesn't sound like your fucking head is stuffed with suet uh all right man so here's the deal I think I'm gonna find the episode where uh you know I used to have a job I've had several jobs during the course of this show not just Ubering all over the goddamn place I used to work in a place called Graveyardville and I was there all night long. I was working security three, four days a week. What was it? No, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, three days? Wednesday, four days? Oh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. It was four days a week. It was a comedian job. We all passed back and forth. Uh, and I would hold on to it for dear life because most of my friends were successful and had real gigs. Uh, and then I would wind up working there fucking forever. But now I share with you the story of what happened the night I worked at Graveyardville and I was accosted. That's right. Now I was accosted several times. There were by other people and other things and all sorts of stuff. And I don't want, look, I don't want to give it away. I don't want to tell you. I, I, now that I think about it, you know, it's funny. The guy requested this one particular uh, episode and I might, there's a second one that I actually like better. Maybe I'll put them both in there. Who knows? All right. You're going to get some, whatever the, whatever the fuck it is, whatever episode this is, it involves me working at the desk at my graveyard gig. Uh, or as we like to call it now, my future. Uh, sorry, everybody. Thanks, man. And, uh, and Jesus Christ. I, I, I literally said, I'm like, nobody wants to hear me talk like this. And now I've wasted your time for how much fucking time now. All right. So let's put in the old episode and, uh, everybody back next week for more 40 year old boy, please subscribe to the Twitch channel and everything else. Uh, oh, and also if you want to be on my mailing list, which is supposed to start this fucking week, God damn it. Go ahead and write me at Hey, Mike, add me at gmail.com. That's Hey, Mike, add me at gmail. That's Mike with an M, not a B. Hey, Mike, Hey, Mike, <laughs> Hey, Mike, add me at gmail.com. And then I will put you on the list and oh once that starts rolling off the presses won't we all be thrilled i think we will uh okay i'm gonna go fucking sleep for about a fucking month this is the mike schmidt podcasting network i'm not making any money talking these days good christ 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 christ
dick, folks. I'm not gonna lie to you. Still am. I guess I am a decent guy. Because I'm a, a, I'm a fucking jerk. Uh, and I'm not a jerk. Apparently I'm a dick. I'm not a awful guy, but I've just, I've done so much ridiculous stuff. Man, I am, uh, man, I'm an awful guy. Hey, what's happening, Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast. How are you, folks? I'm good. A late night record for you tonight, folks. I, uh, I gotta tell you, I'm not a fan. Uh, I think we all know I don't like working at night, uh, although I've spent my entire life working at night. But I don't like doing this show at night, I, because this show, you gotta get the show out of the way. I, I, I guess that's how I feel about it. Uh, it's, because right now, folks, it is, uh... 12:25 a.m. Thursday morning, so it's like Wednesday night. Because normally, I, well, here, here you go, folks. Here's a little behind the curtain for you. I'll grab a curtain and pull it up for you. Normally, the show's recorded on Wednesday afternoon, and then uh, Lily and I will uh, carefully sit down with the other people at the podcasting network. We'll pick out uh, what the animation's going to be. Uh, we'll order up the animation from uh, um, uh, Mex Inc. And then we will also uh, sit down and figure out what commercial spots are going to go in, who's who's in the rotation, who's – knock it all down, folks. So there's plenty of time to do it because, again, the, sh- the show is recorded between 3 and 4. And uh, by recorded by between – I mean I show up between 3 and 4. And then Lily and I talk until 5.30. And then I do a podcast until 7.30. And then uh, we uh, do all that stuff and then I leave. Well, tonight uh, it couldn't happen, folks. There's been a, a, a rip in the uh, podcast time continuum, because unfortunately, uh, I'm a 42-year-old man who had to sit in a tow truck today, folks. Why? <laughs> Fucking why? Honestly, if you if you are over the age of 30 and you need a tow truck for anything other than an accident, just fucking reevaluate your life. Sit back and and take the time to think about the mistakes you've made and how you're going to rectify them. God damn it. And I know people will be like, hey, man, accidents happen. It's, and and, and it's true, it's not like I fucking ran out of gas. If I run out of gas, I, like, because Karen and I will be driving, and she has the hybrid, and uh, it'll, you know, it'll light up the little thing where it's like, oh, you're, the little gas tank's lit up, you're, you know, eight miles away from, uh, and I'll go, Karen, we need to get gas. She'll be like, oh, I'm fine. It's a hybrid. And I'm like, dude, that it doesn't mean there's leprechauns in there <laughs> pissing gas into your fucking gas tank. They don't live in there just constantly regenerating the gas. You need to put fucking gas in here. Because I'll tell you what, if I'm I'm 42 and you're you're your age, if we run out of gas, that's it. Kill us. Kill us. If I'm pushing a fucking car that hit E at my age, just fucking cut a hole in my throat. Honestly, I, I don't that I when you're young, you run out of gas, okay, because you're stupid. And you're like, oh, I can make it. Or you do like I did. Here's something I did, folks. One time I'm driving in a car, and uh, this is a Chevy Caprice Classic, and it was a classic. <laughs> this is your first car that uh, Mike Schmidt ever owned. Uh, and Mike Schmidt got a late start on driving, folks. Mike didn't learn to drive till he was 18. And, uh, and also, uh, five, just five years before that, he learned to talk about himself in the third person. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> stupid. So I, uh, no, I, I didn't start driving until I was 18 because here's what I did, folks. I said in high school, what's this, driver's ed? I'm going to fail that. Why not? Why wouldn't you? Who the fuck wants to drive? I got no interest in that. My friends drive. They can pick me up. Uh, I, so I decided I was going to fail driver's ed. I didn't really decide it. It was decided for me. Uh, and here's how. You know how in driver's ed, uh, you go out in a car with uh, several of your friends and a teacher. Well, the teacher I went out on the road with was a guy named Rumchak. Mr. Rumchak. And here's all you need to know about Rumchak. Driver's ed teacher slash wrestling coach. Yeah, that's Bill Rumchak. 
So we get out to the car with rum check, and, uh, and the way it works is, you know, you're in the car, and uh, it's Chinese fire drill. Someone drives a block, and then they parallel park, <laughs> and they pull over, and they, all right, spin it. And everybody moves except Rumjack. He sits there in the passenger seat scowling. He doesn't fuck around. He just sits there with his clipboard and, uh, and dreams of cauliflower ears. That's all he does. <laughs> he sits there marking off his, his check. His, he's like, oh, we got to get downstate. And he's marking off all the mistakes you make. He's not even looking up. You're driving and you're white knuckling. You're praying not to make a mistake. But you don't realize Rumjack over there is thinking about a singlet. He's got no interest in you or your driving capacities. He's thinking about what's going to happen at practice when he's going to make uh, Larry Bagwell run the fucking bleachers. All right, so. <laughs> Why does Bagwell haunt me? Damn you, Bagwell. Someday he'll die and I'll, I'll like, it'll be like in a, a monster movie where I'm in bed and all of a sudden I'll just like, my eyes will fucking fly open. It'll be like, Bagwell's dead. Finally. Long live the Bagwell. All right. So uh, uh, we go out with Rumchak. And uh, Rumchak is, again, he doesn't care. You know how it is with coaches. They don't fucking, they're, they're teachers second. And, and they're, you know, some, you could, you, we had the Silver Fox. Phil Acton was our football coach, but he also taught like business ed. Well, fuck business ed. You know what business ed was? It was Phil Acton putting out an overhead projector, going, write these notes down, just and sitting down and then designing plays in a notebook. And all of his plays, by the way, in, involved going off tackle. That was Phil Acton's playbook. <laughs> Phil Acton's playbook was go off tackle with Eric Hill and then have uh, my son, Gordon, kick long field goals. That was it. That was the whole thing. Because before I went to high school, Bolingbrook High was tailback U or tailback high. I guess it wasn't really a U. It was more of a high. So uh, we're there at tailback high, and that's how the coaches work it. Uh, Bob Mitchell, basketball coach. Bob Mitchell, was a, uh, he was a gym coach, so he was at least technically still in the gym. But it didn't matter. He'd turn you loose on fucking intramurals. He'd go, all right, everybody, we're all going to play European handball today. And then he'd throw a ball in the middle of the gym, and everybody would run at it like wolves, and then he'd hide. And he'd diagram uh, pick and rolls all afternoon. That's what he did. And Bob Mitchell, not very good at diagramming pick and rolls. Let me tell you that, because our, our high school basketball team was fucking awful until the arrival of Trent Jackson. Or as we called him, the Black Messiah. Uh, we probably didn't call him that. But still, I, maybe I call him that now. Maybe if I meant Trent now, I'd say, hey, what's up, Black Messiah? And he'd be like, what the hell does that mean? That sounds like a movie from the 70s, by the way. How great would that be? Truck Turner. It's a double feature. It's, it's Isaac Hayes and Truck Turner. And then Black Messiah. Starring Fred the Hammer Williamson. He's the Black Messiah, right? He should be. If he's not, he fucking should be. That's the goddamn hammer. You want to tell him he's not the Messiah? He'll fucking plant you, motherfucker. You're going down. You're going to get a black foot broken off in your ass, courtesy of Fred, quote, the hammer, end quote, Williamson. I closed the fucking quote on the hammer. Bang! So, folks, uh, I'm, uh, I'm in the car with William Rumjack. And we also had this, we had simulators back then. I don't know, I don't know how they run driver's ed now. I assume they strap everybody into a virtual reality helmet and then they uh, drive on virtual streets from their desk. I don't know how it works. I'm old. Here's how old I am. Back then, we had to sit in like a fake bumper car that simulated a car. It literally was like a driver's, it was a steering wheel and a gear shift. And uh, you would drive with a movie that they would show up on the screen. It was, it was like the being in the worst arcade ever. It was truly the worst arcade because I mean, you know, it was another thing is I would fuck around on the simulator because it would just be like, you know, you put it in park or put it in drive. And then you, you, I, I drove like Elvis drives in the movies. Does that make any sense? If you ever see Elvis drive, if you ever watch any movie from before 1960, watch them drive. Because behind them is a screen of a street that they're not even close to because they're sitting in a fucking studio and they're literally 
they just they're holding onto the steering wheel and you're like where the fuck are you driving are you in a an obstacle course or trying to survive an earthquake because they constantly move their hands they won't stop moving their they're like mm, try driving like that watch a movie from the 50s see the guy drive then go to your car you'll die you'll be dead in like nine seconds and you know who's going to care about it nobody except bill rumchak he's going to look down at his clipboard he's going to go uh yeah i you know what drives like the 50s fail all right so the, uh, how did I spin it? Oh, so the simulators. So we would sit in the simulators and I would just fucking, I would like do donuts. Like, I mean, I, I think I actually crashed a simulator, if I remember correctly. I was not good, folks, at the driving part of it. I thought it was hysterical to even be in class. Like, I, again, I'm not good at school. I was never good at school. I was good at taking tests. They'd give me a test and just to be a dick, I would finish the test in four minutes and hand it in. And they'd be like, what? And then they'd grade it and I would have an A. And they would go, fuck, how come you never do any of your homework? And I'd be already asleep and I wouldn't even listen to them. Who cares? Because, <laughs> uh, folks, again, I'm very smart and yet very dumb. So uh, in driver's ed class, I was a uh, – so I can't really blame this this incident. I can't blame my failing driver's ed on this sole incident. But I know it didn't fucking help. <laughs> but I didn't turn in any homework. I was fucking around in the simulators. I was not uh, good. So uh, we're in the car with Rumchak. And uh, it was uh, it was the afternoon. So, you know, when you go to school, you, uh, it comes the afternoon, you're, all you're thinking about is getting out of school. I mean, you're not even thinking about the rest of school. You're like, God damn, I can't wait to get out of this school. Plus, you know, you just had three lunches. So you're like, God damn it, I got to do something. I've got to survive. So we're in driver's ed. We go out to the car. It's uh, it's Rumchak, and then it's me and uh, Mark Schramm and uh, Peaches Morris. So we go out to the car. Uh, Roberta Morris is her name. She's uh, and she was so hot, dude. She was like this really cute uh, uh, African American girl, and it, she was peaches from the time I knew her. Like even in eighth grade, she was peaches. Everybody called her peaches. Her name was Roberta Morris, but everybody called her peaches. Big fan. So, uh, uh, but she was really sweet. Like she was really cool and and really great. I mean, you know, obviously it didn't hurt that she had a ridiculous body, but I mean, but just it didn't matter because she was like really nice and to everybody. So. Uh, and the thing is, you only drove one day a week, I think, because uh, they had to break it up and take people out because you'd be in the simulators or you'd be taking tests or doing work or whatever the hell you were doing. So it was a big deal to go out to the car. So we all go out to the car. And, you know, again, in driver's ed, it's rum check in the front passenger seat and then whoever's driving, then two people in the back. So you drive a little while and then he tells you to park, he tells you to spin, he tells you to do whatever. And, uh, uh, you know, you can't have the radio on, of course. You can't do, you just kind of concentrate on the road. Well, Mark was driving. And I'm in the back seat with peaches. And uh, folks, again, I'll, I'll tell you this. I had just, we had just eaten lunch. <laughs> and it was like, I think it was February. So February in Chicago, you got to understand it's cold. I mean, it's like freezing cold. And uh, you got the windows all rolled up in the car and the heat on. And, uh, you know, that's conducive to maybe going to sleep. So... <laughs> Shram's driving, I'm in the back of the Berta, and it's like the sun, like the warm sun is coming in the window, and the heat is, uh, you know, I and I'm not good with uh, heat. I'll tell you, that I get car sick, or I did when I was a kid. Not now, I'm not a fucking goof, but uh, what if I did? Now, uh, yeah, I do, I get car sick. I have a very delicate constitution, folks. Uh, no, in the old days, I used to get, uh, like, I'd get car sick. Like, uh, uh, because I think part of it, though, was because I was in a fucking Pinto with my mom and four brothers as she smoked. Seriously, like, just just this cancer wagon driving all over the fucking town and uh, and then we you know roll up the windows my mom's smoking we get to my aunt's house i get out of the car and i fucking puke black into the goddamn grass because my mom literally i would have been better off getting a job in a mine uh, honestly 
my mom, we would we would be packed into a Pinto, my mom driving, uh, Lenny in the front with Scott on his lap, and me, Andy, and Glenn in the back, Andy on the hump between us. All right, because it's bucket seats. It's a Pinto, fuck. And we jammed in this, like, an orange Pinto, and uh, my brother Lenny used to do stand-up about it and say it looked like a clown car where all of us just start kept coming out of the motherfucking car. And uh, But my mom, again, windows rolled tight, and she's smoking with all of us in the car, and just this, oh, I'd be nauseous and fucking ready to vomit, and then I would. I would get out of the car and vomit, and, uh, and then you'd open the trunk. Our canary was dead. That's never a good sign. <laughs> that wasn't good at all. Uh, but luckily, we had enough coal to burn through the winter. So we... Uh, but, the, you know, from being in cars and, like, and at close quarters and what I, you, you know, you go to sleep. So, and I wasn't in close quarters with Peaches in the back, but I was in some shitty fucking driver's ed car. I don't know, some Ford. So, Shram's driving. We're in the back, me and Peaches. And uh, uh, I guess I might have nodded off. I guess. So, because it's warm and there's the sun. And I'm, again, I've had three lunches and I'm just, I'm like leaning against the door and I go to sleep. So, uh, folks, when I go to sleep, I guess I pretty much fucking go to sleep because what happened uh, was I woke up at the school as we were getting out of the car. And I'm like, huh? But, the, you know, I wipe spit off my face and off the window, you know, just like do anything I can. And uh, Rumcheck, he's like, he's Schmidt. And I wake up and he's like, Schmidt, get out of the car. So I'm like, all right, I, you know, we're, we're doing this. We're all getting out of the car. All right. So I get out of the car. And I look at Peaches, and she's uh, in the driver's seat. She gets out. And we go to walk in, and Rumchek's just like furious. He's, and I look at Peaches, and I go, "What? how come I don't get to drive? She goes, well, we pulled over, and he said, Schmidt, you're up. And you didn't say anything. And he said, Schmidt, you're up. And you remained asleep in the back seat. <laughs> I slept through Rumchak. I, I slept through a wrestling coach barking at me, folks. That's how deep a sleeper I was. That's what three lunches will do to a man. Uh, but again, I, I must, it, it was cold but warm. My face on the window is cold but warm inside, and I'm in a coat, and I'm leaning there, and Rumchak goes, Schmidt, you're up, and I don't even hear it. He goes, Schmidt, you're up. I still don't hear it. And he goes, Morris, you're up. And Shram went in the back. Morris went in the front. She took my shift, they, and we came back to the school, and he didn't let me drive. And that was it. And uh, I will tell you that Rumchak never took me out driving again. Uh, I, I was simulator boy from that point on, and I, I think that might have played a role in my not getting a fucking driver's license, folks. I think that might have had something to do with it. The fact that I grabbed a quick uh, 40 winks when we went out for a test drive. Uh, so, yeah. So, I, I, why did I even get into this fucking story? I don't even know. What the fuck happened? Like, I just, all of a sudden, I, I decided to tell you I'm winking, blinking, and nod in a goddamn car. Really? <laughs> How does that happen? Why did I spiral off into that? There was something, right? What was I? I was talking about driving, and then I said there uh, late start on. Oh fuck! Oh, oh, okay. Here's what I did. I was telling you uh, again. If you run out of gas, you're a chump. That's basically it. If you're a young man and you run out of gas, that's fine. Uh, but uh, I'm a man who knows nothing about cars. Let's let's. I still don't. To this day, I know nothing about cars. Uh, here's something I did. I had my Chevy Caprice Classic, as I've mentioned earlier. Again, a classic, folks. First car I ever owned. And uh, you know, it's funny. I bought that car. Here's a funny story. I bought that car from Ron Brown's auto sales. Uh, Ron Brown, former wide receiver of the Los Angeles Rams. And uh, he was well known for, uh, it, was, it was literally like that bad credit. Okay. No credit. Okay. Mike Schmidt. Okay. That was the ad. That's how they knew. That's Everybody was that. That's how aware they were of how much of a fuck up I was. It was literally Ron Brown's auto sales. Bad credit. Okay. No credit? Okay. Mike Schmidt? Okay. 
So, uh, so I go to Ron Brown's Auto Sales to make my first car purchase, and I've I've saved a lot of pizza money. And I go, <laughs> and uh, this is the kind of place that advertised in the Penny Saver, like it's that kind of car dealership. And they had uh, an ad, and they had a Caprice Classic, which was I think it was uh, uh, thirty six hundred dollars was how much it was at the time. So I was like, I don't know how I can afford that. I don't know what payments are. I don't, I've again, I have no credit at the time. I got nothing. I'm a fucking you know literally. I'm still clapping pizza flour out of my shirt when I walk in to buy the goddamn car. So I go in and uh, and I deal with like literally it's this quick. They just wanted me out the door, so they they sell me a Caprice Classic that's not the one in the ad, and uh, I I didn't care. I, I they saw me coming. Um, you know, because again I'm walking. <laughs> so they saw me coming. Uh, folks, I got no car. <laughs> That fucking made me laugh. All right, so I uh, they 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 sell me a Caprice, and I give them a down payment. And uh, I, I I know the car was was it five grand? I'm I'm trying to remember the exact numbers, but the bottom line was my my monthly payment was going to be like two hundred and twenty dollars, something like that. So uh, they draw up the papers, they draw up the contract, and everything's signed and everything's squared away. And then I I pick up their thing, and then I get my first bill in the mail, and my bill is for three hundred and twenty dollars and i called them and i go no the, uh, i have a contract that says two hundred twenty dollars they go oh we had to redo it um after you left uh there were some things that we had to take care of and we had to redo it you know what i i check this my payment was supposed to be 195 and they made it 295 because it was under 200 dollars uh because i you know i could afford 195 but then it went up to 295 and i'm like what what is this i i don't get it and they're just like no there was some other there were some things, some other considerations. Like it was that kind of a, what I'm saying, again, they see me coming and it's this weird, you know, let's put it this way. Is Ron Brown's auto sales still not still around? It's not. And I, I'm getting to that. So, uh, so I go, well, no, I can't do that. I mean, it was 195. That's, I mean, I have a contract, a signed contract from you guys. And they're like, oh, we must have a different one on file. Like, oh, great. I didn't sign it because there's no way it says that on there. And I swear to God, the guy on the line goes, well, how much can you pay a month? Uh, one ninety five, <laughs> since that was the agreed upon total. I mean, honestly, you would think that this guy had sold me the car by opening a trench coat and pulling it out of it on a street corner, like this. Like he had a blanket laid out with knockoff watches and just a car parked on one side of it. Hey, you guys want a Rolex? Who wants a Rolex? You guys want a Rolex? Hey, who wants some cologne? I got some cologne for you. Hey, anybody interested in a Caprice Classic? It is a classic. Who wants a Caprice Classic? Right here. Got it for you right in the jacket. So uh, I tell them, look, I can pay $195. And they're like, um, all right, well, how about if you do that for the first five months and then we'll bump it up to $235 or $225 because that was where I got that number from. So $225. And uh, I'm like, no, I, I can pay 195 or whatever. And they're like, well, well, you know what? Start you out now at 195 and we'll talk about it later. Like it, just this weird in play type of negotiation. And I, I, I already signed it. So I, you know, I keep my job. I pay it. I don't even think twice about it. Like six months down the line, I get a letter from them and uh, it states that Ron Brown and Ron Brown's auto sales are undergoing a reorganization. So they're reevaluating all the contracts and they're bringing them up and they're, and they're, they want to talk to me about my loan and they want to, uh, uh, find out if there's a way I will settle the loan with them within the next two months. Basically, uh, Ron Brown's auto sales is a casino <laughs> and they're calling in their markers. 
Or you could say it was like they're on the stock exchange and it's a margin call. And they're the and Ron Brown is the Duke brothers and they just tried to corner the world on orange juice and it didn't fucking happen. So it's time to pony up some cash. So Ron Brown comes looking for me and they like they, you know they send out this letter that they're undergoing a reorganization and I'm like I don't even know I don't know what that means but I know I I'm basically they want me to pay off my loan in the next two months. They said they're giving me sixty days to pay off my loan. So I, uh, I, as you know, with me, folks, I don't. Uh, um, here's I, I do a lot of. Here's how I handle things. I first, I, there's the seven, you know, levels of, of of this. I open up the letter and there's shock. And uh, and then there's uh, me going, well, that's not fucking true, which is of course denial. <laughs> and uh, then I'm like furious. I'm like, who the fuck do they think they are? I have a signed goddamn contract. That of course is anger. Uh, and then supposedly at some point there's supposed to be acceptance, but here's what Mike Schmidt puts in there instead of acceptance. I gotta stop. What a douche. I gotta stop calling myself that. Here's what I did instead of acceptance. Here's what I did. Uh, I chose the ignore step. So they want me to settle my loan and they're telling me I've got 60 days to do it. I ignore them. And I send in my car payment, uh, you know, my $195, my measly $195 to Ron Brown and uh, Ron Brown, by the way, he was like an Olympic sprinter who became a football player. And I can tell you that that running really came in handy for Ron Brown. <laughs> As uh, like two weeks after I sent in that car payment, I got another letter telling them uh, with them telling me that they needed me to contact their office. Because I will tell you, I'm not uh, I'm not exactly answering phone calls from Ron Brown at this point. So <laughs> they desperately need me to uh, talk to them about uh, filling out. Uh, the paperwork that allows me to settle my loan in the next 15 days. And uh, again, folks, I ignore them. (laughs) And it comes time to uh, send in my next car payment. And I decide that I'm not going to send that car payment as like a small little uh, protest. Because again, I don't understand how credit works or anything like that. All I can tell you is that I'm pissed off at them because they keep trying to fucking strong arm me into getting, like, pay off my loan. Like, they, they basically want, like, two grand. And I'm like, well, I'm not even going to send you 200 now. How does that fucking grab you, Ron Brown? Because I'll tell you what, in the world of car dealerships, you just came across the middle and I fucking singletaried you right into the turf. You can come, you, you know, you're a sprinter and you're a great football, but you just literally, you came across the middle, no head on a swivel, and I Mel blunted you into the fucking ground. You just got Todd Belled and I stepped on your neck. Any other safeties or defensive fucking players I could think of. So as my little protest, as my little fi, as my little fuck you to Ron Brown, I'm not even going to pay that month. I'm going to skip a month. I'm going to take a grace period, uh, my own grace period. So uh, uh, I do, and uh, they don't call me which is weird. Uh, and I'm like, all right, well, I triumphed. Like, I figure I just defeated Ron Brown. I go, all right, that maybe, or maybe they realized that they were out of line. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how it works out. Uh, but I can tell you that, uh, so I'm like, all right, well, I'll just, you know, I'll send them my next car payment. Everything's fine. They learned their lesson. I've put them in their place. And uh, so I go about my life. I continue making pizzas. I continue listening to Van Halen. I continue uh, furthering away the time that could have been much better spent toward building a career. So, uh, I figure that I will actually bring my payment into them because I want to talk to them about, because this is the old days when you would get a coupon book, folks, with your with your car, and you'd have to tear off that month's payment and, and send it in. So I had skipped a month, and I didn't want there to be a weird paperwork thing. I felt I should go and explain to them what's happening. 
I'm, I'm uh, <laughs> again, folks, I'm stupid. I think that it's going to work out. I'm just going to walk in and they're going to be like, hey, good to see you. You put us in our place. I'm like, ha ha, here's a double coupon, but only one payment. We're all friends. And then Ron will sign a football for me and he'll go long. So <laughs> I, uh, I decide that I'm going to bring my payment in and then, so maybe get a new coupon book because I skipped a month, whatever. So I go to Ron Brown's auto sales and uh, I pull up in front of an empty shell building. I mean, it's gone. Like, literally, the bee is hanging off the door. I mean, it's like just, uh, there's no cars in the lot. Uh, there's cars around back, but they're, they're like, they have flat tires. Like, it's just this weird, it, it, it looks like a mob has come in and burned Ron Brown to the ground. Uh, and and uh, so I go, I walk in, and uh, there's like a cleanup crew. There's not even desks or anything. And I go, whoa, was there a fire? What happened here? They're like, nah, man, they went bankrupt. I go, what? They go, yeah, they're. I guess they're out of business, but they, uh, but they left like overnight, like they just took off. I'm like, oh, well, I was here to drop off a payment. And the guy goes, I wouldn't drop off a fucking payment. <laughs> and let me tell you something, folks. I have a rule in life. I always listen to what a guy holding a broom says. <laughs> so, I go, all right. So I take my coupon book and I walk out. And I uh, kick the door jam and a subtle like jab at Ron Brown. And I seriously, but I mean, it's it's just this, it's just this bombed out hovel. I mean, it's gone. There, there's there's still stationary there. I mean, it it looks like in the middle, like you know who Ron Brown is? He's the he's the Baltimore Colts of auto sales. In the middle of the night, he had the the Mayfair moving vans show up. And he loaded all of his coupon books and his fucking football memorabilia into the back. And he hired a bunch of immigrants to drive off with whatever cars he had left on the lot, except for the ones with the fucking flat tires. And they booked and they were gone. And uh, I never heard from them again. So I got a free fucking Caprice Classic from Ron Brown. Like, I only. So then it pissed me off because what it was was they were trying to. My apt analogy of them being a casino calling in their markers is absolutely fucking true. Because they were trying to get people to give them as much money as they could because they knew that they were fucking going to take off. So I, you know, in my little protest, I saved myself $200 and then wound up getting a free Caprice Classic. I got a free car. Like, I never made another fucking payment. I never heard from them. And then it was in the paper that Ron Brown was getting sued by the IRS for, like, tax fraud. So he, again, he went over the middle and the, and the fucking IRS just dug planked him right into the goddamn ground. They they were he took a beating from me, but then on his next route, sure enough, the fucking federal government strapped on a chin strap and blasted him into tomorrow. So I got a free fucking Caprice Classic from a former NFL uh, receiver. I don't want to say All Star. I don't think he ever made the All Star, but he was a name, and uh, and uh, he gave me a free car. Thanks, Ron. Uh, I gave him a down payment and literally paid like five months on it, and then and I had a two year loan, so I got a year and a half free uh, Caprice. All right, so. So you would think that getting a free car would make me go, hey, I should take care of this. Wrong. <laughs> I don't know anything about cars, folks. I got to tell you, I, I have no clue of what to do with a car. So I'm in, uh, I'm in my Caprice Classic one day, and I'm driving uh, on the freeway in Anaheim uh, because I'm going, I'm going back and forth from my uh, palatial estate to, I'm sure, one of the other pizza serial killer jobs I fucking had. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> I might have even been doing, I might have gone to do a set. I don't know. All I know is I'm driving on the freeway. And uh, <laughs> I'm driving, and the oil light comes on in the Caprice Classic. Now, this is like six months down the road, so I've, st- I've enjoyed six free months of Caprice Classic. 
uh, I'm driving and the oil light comes on. And I see that. And in my head, I go, oh, man, I got to get some oil in the next couple of days. <laughs> so I keep driving on the freeway with the oil light on. And uh, I, I, I don't know how it didn't just start flashing like a, a warning in the space shuttle. I don't have any fucking clue. All I know is I'm, I'm still driving on the freeway, and then I'm like, oh, man. And I, you know what? I'm selling myself short. I know that means I've got to put oil in the car. All right, can we all get on board with that? I just, I, I just don't have any oil at the time, and I've got to get home. I'm on the freeway. I mean, and I don't have any oil, and it's late. So I've just, I'm just figured I'll get home and I'll deal with it in the morning because that's how I do it, folks. Again, I ignored, like I ignored Ron Brown. I ignored the oil light. I'm like, oh, I'm sure this will all f- work out in the end. So I'm driving and the oil light comes on and it's on and it, it seems to be getting more intense and red as I continue to drive. And finally, uh, I smell like smoke, like burning. Like I don't, I don't know. And I, and I know it's me because, again, I'm not stupid. Uh, there's nobody else on the freeway and I figured the oil light might have something to do with it. I'm not sure. I, I figured the oil, the car is so angry the, about me not noticing the oil light that it's the actual intensity of the burning oil light. Like the, the light itself is burning through the plastic of the dashboard to go, Hey fucker oil. What don't you get about oil? Do you know? I'm on, I'm on right now. Oil. So it's burning through right into my eyes. And uh, finally I, uh, here's the thing that I did, uh, that I think was smart, but also dumb. I pulled over and turned the car off. If I would have kept driving, uh, I think I could have gotten home at least. But uh, suffice it to say, I pulled over and uh, I, I felt the hood and the hood was like super hot. And I'm like, all right, th- there's got to be a fire in here, right? I mean, there has to be a fire in my car. <laughs> I'm trying to, th- again, it's like 1.30 in the morning. I'm on the side of the fucking road and I popped the hood and uh, and no, thankfully no fire or the fire had turned itself burned itself out before i opened the fucking hood uh but it smells like uh it smells like someone set a a, a person on fire i mean it's like the worst it it, it smells like a, like a tar bath i mean oh it, it, it smells like if you boiled somebody in oil i would imagine that's what it fucking smells like and and quite frankly what it was was the death of the caprice because as i drove i fried the engine I saw the oil that was on. I kept driving. And uh, I, so I drove like, you know, five miles with no oil, basically, and completely fried it. Just completely ruined the car. Made it, I turned my car into a doorstop. That's what I did. <laughs> so that's the kind of thing you do when you're a young man, folks. That's, so, I mean, I, I, you know, whatever. I did that. And then I, and too bad. I mean, and granted, I got it free. So who cares? It was a crapshoot at that point anyway, right? I mean, I, I, I got a year and a half free out of it. So I got another like seven months out of it. And then there you go. And then I fell into this trap. Uh, there was a, a chick I was banging at the time, had a friend who could fix cars. And so she's like, well, just get it towed over to my house, and then he'll come over and fix the car. So I had it towed over to the house. And, uh, you know, when you have a friend who fixes cars, that means he dabbles in fixing cars. And he, he could be the greatest fucking mechanic in the world, but it doesn't matter because you're not paying him. So he's not going to fucking come over when you tell him to come over and fix your fucking car. So in the meantime, I'm on the bus, man. I'm like riding the bus, the little Caesars. And, and then I'm staying. At, I had to move from my other house because I couldn't get around. So I, now I'm staying at this chick's house after I, uh, you know, now my car is parked in the back. I, I'm, I'm a fucking Jeff Foxworthy joke at this point. <laughs> it's awful. And, uh, and then the guy never showed up to fix my car like he never did. And finally, then I, I wound up splitting and moving back. Uh, to Chicago from there, and then uh, I actually left the title. I go, here, give your friend the title. He can have it if he wants. 
So somewhere, right, I, I would imagine once he got the title, I'm sure he souped it up, and now it's the best Caprice Classic in the history of the fucking world. Uh, but I guess that's what I'm saying. So I don't know anything about fucking cars except how to ruin them. We'll be back to the 40-year-old boy right after this. You're listening to the 40-year-old boy, and coming up, who would win in a fight? A lively back and forth to determine who's tougher than who. This has to be a record because we're, we're three in and already we agree on all three. We we both took Batman over Barney Miller. Yes. Uh, we both took the blind nun with the baseball bat against the six-year-old boy with the loaded pistol. Easily. Uh, and uh, for some reason, I, I don't know how this happened, we both took golf ball size hail to beat the Beach Boys. Yes. You had one you wanted to bring up. Yes. 85 Roman gladiators. Okay. okay sure. Versus the 85 bears. Wow. Is this in hand-to-hand combat or is it in football? Both. Wow. I, you know what? I go, I'm going to go 85 bears both. Really? Bears are padded up. Uh, well, wait, do they have weapons, gladiators? Um, they have the short sword thing. Oh, then bears are finished. Uh, in, in combat. First, I, I, it all depends on what they play first. If they play football first, 85 bears in a walk, unfortunately, they wind up getting their heads kicked in in the battlefield. Wait, wait. I think the Romans actually have their swords during the football game. Then that, that is a mess of a game, and I think that's one loss the Bears would take. Now, I really wanted to move on to this before anything else happened. Present-day Joe Frazier versus a giant stick of gum. The gloves are off and the Dukes are up on Who Would Win in a Fight on the Mike Schmidt Podcasting Network. What kind of gum? Truth be told, that car was fucking finished anyway. I, I mean, I think it committed suicide just to get away from me. Seriously, I think... Because I did not fucking take care of it, folks. Because, again, you know, it's funny. I mentioned that that guy, if you're not paying him to come fix your car, well, he has no real value or urgency to come fix your car. Well, because I got this car for free, this car just became a fucking war wagon for me at this point. (laughs) You know, like, you know, driving on lawns and running over fucking mailboxes and just doing crazy stupid shit, even at the age of fucking 23, whatever the fuck I was. Uh, I'm not smart. So, uh, but I'm, uh, here's something. I, I was coming home one time from Vegas. And uh, I'm driving back in the Caprice, and it was oh my god, it was such death on the fucking uh, right by Victorville. The, you you if you've driven from L.A. to Vegas, it's just there's nothing worse than coming home from Vegas and hitting traffic and and going oh my god because it's such a straight shot. It's literally like you know four hours one way and you're you're you know door to door and everything's great. Uh, but then when you hit traffic, it, it can become the worst drive. I mean, I've, I, it's taken me like seven, eight hours sometimes to get to or from Vegas. One night, we, uh, it was, I mean, outside of Barstow, we got out of our cars. It was so much, there was so much traffic. So I get in, I merged to get into Victorville. And uh, this is part my fault and part another person's fault. Uh, <laughs> the part that's my fault is I was like driving and I'm making a decent time. And then as I start to merge onto the, I think it's the 210 or the, this is an old, this is a long time ago. So it might've just been the, might've been right to the, the 10. It was before they came up with the, There's this other way you can drive now through, you know, uh, out by the Hills Have Eyes Pavilion and stuff. And, in, in, uh, where the hell is that? I don't know. There's a lot. Of, who cares? Nobody cares. <laughs> so I, I'm driving and uh, as I pull up, I see the traffic and I'm fucking furious that there's traffic. Like I can't, I'm so mad that there's traffic, but so I go to merge. Okay. And I have to merge into this literally almost a standstill traffic. So, uh, I'm merging from the left. So I'm, I'm merging from the left onto the the highway. So as I'm merging, there's a, a truck coming up that can only be described as a jalopy. Like, I mean, it's like, it looks like Mon Pa Kettle and a fucking pig are on it. I'm waiting for, you know, I'm waiting for Jed to start shooting at some crude. I mean, it's like one of those really beaten up fucking, 
either it's some hillbilly family from the mountains or it's some fucking serial killer who doesn't want to be noticed, like that kind of deal. And uh, and right there on the license plate holder, Ron Brown's Auto Sales. So I'm driving. <laughs> I go to uh, I go to merge, and as I'm merging, I have, granted, I don't have the right of way. All right, I get that. I'm merging, but I'm a full half of a car length ahead of them. I'm a half of a car like that of them. So it's like, let me in. Just fucking let me in. Who the fuck do you think you are? Stop with your hillbilly nonsense. Hit the brakes and let me in. This is not a pissing contest. It's not like, you know, oh, my God, if he gets ahead of me, it's going to be a tragedy. And granted, a lot of this advice could go my way, too. You could slow down, but I'm pissed. I'm fucking mad. I can't believe that I, I, I'm in the middle of this traffic. I want to just get home. I'm fucking hot. It's the desert. It's fucking brutal. So I'm merging in, and I've got, again, I've got a full half a car length on them, and I, I, I'm, I'm continuing to merge. They're continuing to come up, and I see them coming up in my mirror, and I'm like, well, they're not going to, I mean, they're going to stop, right? Eventually, they're going to fucking stop. So uh, they, they don't. They they keep coming, and I keep going, and they keep coming, and I keep going, and eventually you start to hear, I start to hear a crunch, okay? Uh, they're they're right up on me, and uh, and as I so I kind of stop, and then they pull up, and as they're going up again, because they have this piece of shit that they don't care about. It's a truck that's all, and and uh, and so they're thinking that I'm just going to stop because I've got a brand shiny old Caprice Classic. <laughs> So they figure they're going to win the lottery because they've got shitty truck and they've got that over me. They're like, oh, fuck that. This guy's not going to, he's not going to make a move. So I actually kind of stop. I have to stop because I hear the crunch and they start to creep up. They're like, ha ha, we, we beat them. We got ahead of them. So then they get ahead of me. And uh, so I will now say that I was a half a car length and then they kind of started to rub me and I felt it. So I stopped and then they pulled up and they kind of, you could see they kind of pulled away from me and they're like, ah, and they they don't laugh, but what I mean is they, you can see they kind of swerve to the left and confidently pull forward. Like, I guess we showed him, which would have been the case with any normal person, but I am, I'm on free money. I'm on Ron Brown's free money. So what the fuck do I care? This is a war wagon. I'm pissed. They pissed me off. They got fucking close enough to me. I figure, all right, well, you know what? You guys don't give a shit about your car. I definitely don't give a shit about my fucking car. And you're going to get that close and then think you're going to get past me? I don't fucking think so. I fucking pull up. I pull up. They're ahead of me this time. However, I make sure that I'm right on them. I hear the crunch and then I fucking floor it. (laughs) And as I go through, my fucking driver's side mirror takes their fucking passenger side mirror right off their fucking truck. I just fucking blast them. And it's like, it's just, it's fucking rubbing and racing, baby. That's what we're doing. I'm right alongside their car. You just hear the scrape, the scrape. It's their turn to stop because they're like, holy shit, this guy's really scraping our car. Not only is he scraping it, he's about to floor it and take all your fucking paint, your mirror, and your goddamn pride right off the side of your fucking car. I hear that noise in my fucking head, and I, I just floored it. I go forward, and you, their mirror goes flying, like like literally like 100 yards. Not even, I'm making that up, but still, it flew into the air. It goes, I, it just paint and scraping and metal and this fucking, and they hit the brakes, and I don't, I don't hit the fucking brakes, and I just, you know what I do? I look back at them. I turn my turn signal on, and I fucking merge. <laughs> I calmly merge ahead of them. 
their mirror is fucking gone. I look in the back. It, it's like their mirror is off. There's wires hanging from their car. The and like the pan. I, I took their quarter panel and smunched it in by their fucking tire. Like I just fucking destroyed their car. Because again, if you're gonna play fucking Mad Max with me, you're gonna get fucked. I, I'm driving. I'm in a goddamn Ron Brown battle wagon. That's what's fucking happening right now. You might think I'm gonna back up because I got a nice Chevy. Fuck that. I couldn't care less about this. I'm driving a free car and you're getting fucked. So bend over, because I'm driving my Caprice right up your ass, and your mirror's coming off in the process. So I just, I just fucking floored it, man. I took their whole side of their car off, fucked their quarter panel up, didn't care, and merged. Then, like, calmly put my turn signal on and merged. And they're, like, they're honking at me because they're trying to get me to pull over. I'm like, I'm not fucking pulling over. But there's so much traffic that it doesn't matter because then one of them gets out and he runs up to my fucking car. <laughs> and uh, I'm in the car and I, I I get the window up and I'm just looking at him. And uh, and I I'm mad. Right? I'm not gonna you know I'm I'm because I literally once I did it and I and I calmly turned my turn signal on and then I merged. I I just go yeah like I'm in my car and I'm like that's right motherfucker that's what I'm talking about and I'm just driving uh like you know I drive an inch I'm, I'm not even getting away <laughs> fucking stupid <laughs> just fucking who does that some 22 year old asshole who just decides you know what fuck you and fuck him. <laughs> Fucking floors it, destroys their car, rips their mirror off, puts his signal on, and merges. God damn it. I'm fucking hysterical. I am hysterical. I'm a dick. There's no doubt that I'm a jagoff, but Jesus is that funny. Because you just ran into the you ran into the wrong idiot. Because normally every other idiot just backs off. Fuck that. Not that time. I was like, I, 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 I got free money here. Why wouldn't I fucking bet it on black? Ron Brown is black. I'm betting it on him. Roomph. You think Ron Brown wouldn't go over the middle? Fuck that. I'm going over the middle on these hillbillies. Take a fucking hike. <laughs> so this guy runs up to my car. Now he's like pounding on my window. And I roll the window down and I look at him and I go, I'm like, yeah. And he goes, why are you going to pull? You need to fucking pull over, man. You just fucking took my mirror right off. And I go, dude, merging. Let me merge. Like I lo- Now I lose my shit on the guy. He's like, what? I go, I had the right of way. And I know I don't have the right of way. I had the right I Dude, I'm half a, full, a car length in front of you, and you fucking crunch my car, and then you swerve away. You think you're going to get away with that? Fuck that. I just roll my window up. Roll my window up. And he's like, he's incredulous. Like, he's kind of just standing there with this weird face like, he's, this guy's crazy. Like, he's even crazier than I thought. Because uh, now I'm done talking to him. I'm just not. But the thing is, there's nowhere I can go. I'm literally just sitting there. And it's not like he doesn't have witnesses. He literally could have gone to like nine other cars and gotten witnesses. And, and I'm like, I don't care. I didn't fucking care. I did not care. So he goes back to his truck. And then he starts talking to another, people in other cars. And he's, he's getting, you know, uh, the information. And, uh, and then he gets out of his truck and goes get this mirror. And then he's trying to like then he's trying to pull like his quarter panel out of his out of the tire well because it, it just I smashed in their wheel well. Oh man, I fucking destroyed their truck. Because it pissed God, it pissed me off. It just fucking pissed me off. So I just drove. I didn't even fucking care. I didn't even look at him. I didn't look at anybody else. Nobody fucking looked at me, I can tell you that. Cause they realized that I was fucking ready to do the Malachi crunch on anybody on that goddamn highway. Fuck that, man. I, you know, if I just took out the, the goddamn uh, the, the Mississippi All-Stars, anybody else is going to get schooled. 
<laughs> and I, my insurance at the time was like, literally, again, I'm broke, folks. I had some fly-by-night insurance company, you know, just like, like you know, Damage Incorporated. I don't know what the fuck their name was. <laughs> yes, you know what it was? They were named after a Metallica song. Absolutely, it was Damage Incorporated. <laughs> But yeah, I, so I didn't. I just didn't fucking care. And I and uh, in my head, like I said, I didn't think it through. <laughs> Obviously, it's not like I sat down into the schematics about it. I just fuck. I was so fucking mad. I just floored it and destroyed and just took their truck out. And uh, and you know, because then again, I then I stop. I put on my turn signal. I merge in front of them, and then they they've got my license plate in their face for the next fucking seventy five miles. <laughs> Look, it's not like I'm getting away from these people, again. And not like I even cared to get away from them. Like, this guy jogged alongside my car and tried to chew me out. And I didn't fucking care. I had just fucking had it at that point, folks. And there's a small part of me that likes to think that Bill Rumchak would have been proud of me. Rumchak would have been like, you know, you come a long way from sleeping in the back seat, Schmidt. Nice job. Take out those pig farmers and their piece of shit truck. They fucking deserve it out here in Victorville. Grow Move out of the fucking desert. That sun's baking your head. Rumchak would have been there with me. Rumchak would have fucking tag teamed. We could have thrown on fucking masks. He would have just come off the top of the car and thrown an elbow smash into their goddamn other mirror, taking it right off. Rumchak and I are cleaning up this fucking town. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I don't even know how I got into that. But I was, uh, I'm not, a, I, I didn't care. Like, again, seriously, folks, I was in Ron Brown's war wagon. Get the fuck out of my way. Hi, it's Mike Toomey, and you're listening to The 40-Year-Old Boy on the Mike Schmidt Podcasting Network. Let's all support the man so he doesn't have to come back and middle for me in Grand Forks. Hello, I'm Mike Schmidt from The 40-Year-Old Boy Podcast and MikeSchmidtComedy.com. A lot of people who listen to my show have said to me, Mike, we'd like to learn more about how to live like you. We'd like to react in situations the way that you do. Well, now at Mike Schmidt Online University, you can take courses that allow you to behave just like me, The 40-Year-Old Boy. Courses like How to Get Rid of a Shit-Filled Dog, How to Converse at a Glory Hole, and The Art of Self-Bukkake. Take these courses and you can react in everyday situations just like me, Mike Schmidt, the 40-year-old boy. Thank you. So that's the reason I'm doing a late-night record. I, uh, <laughs> all of that. No, I because I was telling you that uh, uh, I was on my way over here today to do it. Here's the thing. I have a, a 2006 Murano, and I love it. I love my car, uh, and I had to purchase it, and uh, <laughs> which is great. And then the warranty, uh, I guess, is out because it's three years or 100,000 miles. Three years is up. Um, so the last two weeks, the car has been doing this weird thing when I go to start it. Like, it it doesn't... Um, Normally, you know how you start a car, especially modern new cars, they're fuel injected, and so you just turn the thing and it's, your car starts. Well, the last couple of weeks, it's been starting to go like, and then it starts. So I'm like, all right, well, that's either the fuel injectors or it's the starter or it's a solenoid. Uh, and uh, folks, by the way, I don't know what any of those words mean. I don't know what any of that means. I just know that in the past, something happened to my car and I had to replace the solenoid. I know that uh, there's a starter and a fuel injector, so something's going on there. It's like, and, uh, and then part of me is like, maybe it's the spark plugs. It's not getting enough spark. I don't know. So for the past couple of weeks, it's getting progressively worse. And I tell Karen, I say to her, I go, look, i got to make an appointment with the, with the guys. Uh, with, the, with the guys, you know, me and the guys. 
<clears throat> so I have to, and by the way, I, I lost my voice here uh, as I'm yelling about cars, and I did a set earlier tonight. Folks, again, I don't like a late night record because I live my life and then come here and do this, and I've used my voice all day. I've used my indoor voice and my outdoor voice all day. <laughs> and then I come here to use my podcast voice, and now it's, uh, I'm Gravelly Joe. I don't like that. Uh, so I'll bear with me. So um, today, I finally, I, uh, I, I make the call. And the thing is, every time I go somewhere for the last two weeks, it's this weird sort of Damocles where I'm going, is this going to be the time that the car doesn't start? <laughs> and uh, I can tell you that it really cut into my vice over the last two weeks. Because uh, if I wanted to go to like a strip club or something, in my head I'm like, I can't do that. Because then uh, if the car breaks down here, then I got to call Karen and go, hey, I'm uh, I'm a Jumbo's Clown Room. I need a tow. <laughs> I mean, that's not good. Right, that that turns out to be bad. So I I had to, I had to fucking schoolboy it for the last couple of weeks and just and just go normal places. But even so, it, and and uh, again, we all know I'm kidding. I don't go anywhere. I whatever. So, uh, but I can't bear the thought of you know the car breaking down in in some uh, you know by some heroin addict's house. I can't I can't do that. Not that I spend a lot of time at a heroin addict's house. Not a lot of time. All right. So. Uh, so I, I, so every time I start the car, now I'm waiting to see if it's going to be the time that it doesn't start. So finally today I get up, and I make the fuck, uh, I make, the, I was gonna say the phone call and the fucking call, and I almost said I make the Falkland Islands. Like I almost, that's my, I, I don't even have control of my own mouth anymore, folks. So uh, I, I go ahead and I make the phone call today and I make an appointment for tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. On Thursday morning at 7 a.m. And I tell them uh, they're like, hey, what's wrong with the car? And I go, you know what? It's either the fuel injectors. Or it's the starter, or it's a solenoid. I know it's one of those things, probably. They're like, great, see you at 7 a.m. So <laughs> I go, cool. So I call Lily, and I go, hey, man, I'm leaving the house. I'm on my way to do the podcast. i got to stop at the bank. And uh, I hop in the car. I start it. And, and this time, like, and then it starts. I'm like, thank God. Uh, well, luckily, tomorrow morning, this will be fixed. So I go to the bank, and uh, I, go to the, uh, I get out of the car, and then I go inside, and I do my bank stuff. And then I come outside. Hey, guess what I did? I turned the car off when I went into the bank. I should have taken the hint when I started it and it went that I should do my best to death grip it and cling to life and hope to God, like let it run all the time. Uh, But instead I turned it off. So I get in the car at the bank and uh, and I turn the, I go to start it and it goes, it literally just goes like, and it won't, won't even turn over. And it's not the battery because everything else works. The radio works, the air conditioning, everything, the lights, everything works fine, perfect. It's just that the car won't start. And uh, so then I go, all right, well, you know what? I'll just let it sit for a second and then I'll do it again. And uh, literally, I let it sit for a second, like one second. (laughs) That's how impatient I was. And I I go to start it and it goes, like it doesn't even, now it's just like, fuck you, honestly. So I go, you know what? I'll give it a minute. So I do, I give it a minute and then I start it. And this time it goes, like it makes that and I go fuck you did something it, it 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 sounds like I went bowling and my ball was full of crickets that's what the noise was it was just this like like this horrible and I immediately jumped back from the car and I'm like all right uh so I call the tow club and uh and then they they're like hey we'll come and get your car and um Jorge nice man comes in with SOS towing and he throws the car on the flatbed and uh, I get in the car, and then I call Lily, and she's gonna come pick me up. And instead, now I'm towing, I'm towing it to the the dealership. Uh, and by the way, yes, I am going to the dealership who fucked me and stole my glasses because they're comping me uh, on the. Remember, I told you that the guy in finance was like, "Hey, I'll take care of your maintenance if you come back, whatever." So uh, I said, "Oh, I'm not a hypocrite." And uh, so I get the car towed over there. I'm in the car with Jorge, and it's hot here in California. 
And uh, and Jorge is just like, oh, how long do you think the heat will last? And I must tell you, I, you know, I get free towing because I'm in the in the club, but I'm going to tip the guy. I'm going to give him a couple of bucks. And uh, and he's like, oh, how long do you think the heat will last? Because apparently I'm I'm in the car with Ricardo Montalban. I don't know why I do the voice. <laughs> why would I do the voice? I don't know. So uh, he, he's like, hey, what time do you think the heat will uh, last? I go, dude, probably another month, right, September? I go, don't you have air in the truck? And I should tell you, his truck is literally a steering wheel and then an open dashboard where you can see the motor. I mean, it's like there's nothing in this car. It's just there are no radio, no air. There's barely any vents. I mean, it's just he's driving a shell. It it looks like I'm, I'm half expecting John Candy and Steve Martin to just, you know, get it from him later and be like, well, our speedometer melted. I mean, it's like that fucking destroyed. So we uh, we were driving and he's, he's like, oh, it's so hot that I go, you don't have air? And that was the question he was waiting to be asked because then he just immediately snowballs downhill with, no, I can't have the air. You know how much they want for the air? $3,000. You know how much they want for the radio? $1,000. Oh, it's so hot and it's unbelievable. I have nothing to listen to in the car. I can't believe it. I, I, and uh, uh, it starts laying it out a little thick. So like I said, I was going to tip the guy 10 bucks, and I got 40 bucks on me. I'm, I'm going to ask him if he's got change for a 20 but now I realize, as he runs down the litany of problems and and basically tells me everything except for, oh, my family in the old country, she is dying. Like, I mean, it's the only thing he doesn't tell me. He tells me the car, and it's hot, and he's towing, and it's, it's you know, he can't understand why he can't. And you know what? How much it is? Oil change a truck, $300, and it's not like you can put it off. And then, oh, my gosh, and the motor was $175. I mean, just this terrible, this complete laundry list of things he has to spend money on. So now I think he's working me kind of hard. So, uh, uh... I realized that if I say to him, hey, you got change for a 20, he's not going to have change for a 20. And then at that point, it's going to be awkward because then I'm going to have to give him the 20. I have to give him the 20 at that point, right? <laughs> if I'm going to give him a tip and I'm going to give him 10 bucks, and I go, hey, man, you got change for a 20? And he's going to go, no, senor. I don't know why. Again, I don't know why he's wrapped himself in a blanket and put his sombrero over his eyes and had a siesta. He's not that guy. He was a wonderful man, like a nice guy, and set up my car, put it in neutral, pushed it, did whatever he had to do. Uh, but he just he came out really fucking strong in the money department. So then we go there and we drop the car off and, uh, and I'm like, all right, do I do this awkward $20 ballet with him? And instead uh, I go, you know what? You want a cool drink? Uh, cause apparently I'm in cool hand Luke and, uh, I unzip my cooler and I gave him a, a cold propel and he's like, ah, oh, gracias senor. Like, uh, and he got down on one knee and crossed himself. No, he didn't, but still, uh, so I gave him, I gave him a propel. So that was how I got out of it, because I didn't want to uh, flash any cash, because again, and, and part, because part of me would have been like, hey, dude, uh, you got change for 20? No, I can't. And I would have been like, oh, I was going to tip you 10 bucks. But it sounds like you got a lot of problems, and 10 bucks isn't going to help it. <laughs> so please accept the hearty gracias from me and a kind adios. Uh, but instead I gave him like uh, a couple of cold propels and he's like, Oh, thanks man. And, uh, and then I went in and uh, made the arrangements. So they're fixing my car in the morning and then they're like, Hey, you want a rental car? Because it turns out, guess what folks? They go, Hey, have you gotten any recall notices in the mail? I said, no. They said, Oh, uh, cause yeah, there's a, a problem with, uh, with, uh, yeah, that, that, uh, and he types it in and he goes, yeah, see, and it turns out that I'm covered by a, a warranty recall thing. So whatever was going on with my starter, they knew about it. Like they, they, they fucking yoded the shit out of it. He's like, oh yeah, this is okay. We'll take care of it. So I'm, I'm, I guess I'm scot-free with money. So that's cool. And I saved 10 bucks on tipping this dude. So that's great. <laughs> I'm just a cheap bastard. Uh, and then they loaned, they paid for my rental car. They were like, you want a rental car? I said, yeah. So then I called Lily and told her she didn't have to come pick me up because I didn't want to climb into her Maxima and get some sequins in my ass. And, uh, and so instead I uh, rented a, a truck. I got a truck again. 
not as big as the one truck that I rented, but uh, it's still a pretty decent sized truck. And then again, I, I, you know, sobbed like a little girl all the way home and parked it on the street and then borrowed my wife's car because I don't want to drive this car. Because again, I think we all know that I'm paying a deductible to Geico for another rental car fucking mishap that I had to go through and I don't want to deal with that again. So go, you know what? I parked this on the street. It's sitting there very nicely. Tomorrow they'll fix my car and they'll get their truck back. Great. Uh, how's that for fucking boring? All right, so, <laughs> Jesus. I think I might have nodded off myself in the middle of that motherfucking story. That was grim. All right. Then I had to set tonight that went okay, folks. Uh, tonight And tonight's better than last night. I, I, tonight is absolutely better than last night. Folks, last night, uh, I, I got to tell you something. I am not... Uh, this this sounds ridiculous. It's going to sound ridiculous, but this fucking... this I almost called my wife. All right. I'm uh, I'm at the graveyard thing last night, and I'm at the desk. And let me set up uh, what this place looks like. I'm in the lobby of an apartment building. I'm in the office sitting at a desk, and I have a clear shot out my door. The door's open, obviously, into the parking garage. But, but I don't see the entire parking garage. I only see through a doorway. So it's essentially a doorway to a doorway. And it's about, I would say, 25 feet from the parking garage so i can hear what's going on periodically i'll walk out there see if anybody's stealing anything see if any nonsense is happening so i'm at the desk last night it was like three in the morning and uh i'm i'm uh reading and i have my computer open and i see movement in the parking garage i gotta tell you folks i am always frosty i am ready for action i might have talked a lot of bullshit about guys stealing copper piping before but fuck that i am i am on the job so i see movement but i don't know what it is like i i kind of like, I just saw something happen. Like, it looked like a shadow went by. And that will happen occasionally, where sometimes if a light bulb goes out or something blinks, I, you know, who cares? It's 3 fucking o'clock in the morning. Your mind plays tricks on you. You think you see shit, and then you don't really see shit. So I'm sitting at the desk, and I'm behind the desk, and I look into the parking garage. I see movement on the in the parking garage, but it's low. It's around, uh, you know, it's like, honestly, near the floor. And it's white. And so I thought maybe it's like a plastic bag blowing by, but it, I, I can see it just kind of coming out of the periphery of the doorway. Then, as it backs up, I can see that it's a lot longer and thinner than a garbage bag, and I think it might be a tail. <laughs> so again, 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm in the office, I look out, and I see this, and it's a white, long tail. And it doesn't look like a dog tail or a cat tail and i know it's not a raccoon tail because i've been in fifth grade and i saw the raccoons have stripes on their tails so <laughs> i don't know what it is but i figure it's a cat because occasionally uh like you'll see a cat will run through because the parking garage itself you know people can hit the gate and come in so it's open uh the, the gates are open and then there's bars where you know a, 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 like a cat could jump in so i'm at the desk and i look and i see the tail and then it backs up further and I see, at first, I just see this small head. Like, I don't know what it is. And it looks like a cat. And I go, that's not a fucking cat. It's a possum. <laughs> so I'm at the desk. And it's it's a pretty good size possum. The tail is long. It looks like a rat tail. And it goes down. Uh, it tapers off. And it's it's got its back to me. Like, it's weirdly backing up. Like, I don't know what it's doing. So then part of me thinks... It's facing off with another possum and it's backing down and they're about to have a big fucking possum fight. What the fuck am I going to do? 
So I see him and he's backing up like it, it's I, maybe he's moonwalking. I don't know what the fuck he's doing, but he doesn't see me because he's not looking at me. So I'm like, oh, dude, that's fucking crazy looking. Like I, I, I've never I've seen possums running, but never this close. I mean, this is a good it's about 30 feet from me. I can I'm, and I have a clear shot of it. So I uh, go to grab my iPhone. I'm going to take a picture of it <laughs> because I'm nothing if not uh, attentive and uh, and constantly looking for a story. <laughs> Apparently, I'm I'm a news recorder. So I take my iPhone, and I I I, I must think I'm new with my iPhone. And by the way, let me tangentially say this: I've had my iPhone now for two weeks. I can't let it out of my sight. Like I'm I I'm so afraid it's gonna break. I cradle it like a baby chick. Like I want to put it. In, I want to have a, like a plaster cast for it or something, or or like or maybe cut a hole in my chest and be able to plug it in like Iron Man's like power pack. Because it's uh, every time Karen Karen will go to use it, she'll be like, "Hey, can I see your phone?" And I'll hand it to her, and literally it'll be like this, like like Lily, hold out your hand, like, like can I see your phone? Yeah, here, take it. That's a computer. <laughs> like I put it in her hand, and I go, "That's a computer. That's a six hundred dollar phone. Don't do it." And she's like, "What am I gonna do? I'm punching buttons, Jesus." And I'm like, "I don't know if you're gonna fucking Bruce Banner the shit out of it and put your finger through the goddamn glass." Now, and my favorite part is she would never do that. I might. I'm the asshole who might do that. She never would, but it doesn't mean that I can't fucking panic. So I should tell you, uh, the iPhone to me is just, it is Christ-like. I cannot, I, I refuse to let bad things happen to it. It's as if I had a child. Honestly, I don't, I'm never going to have kids. This is as close as I'm going to uh, come right now to having a kid is an iPhone. Because it's like I baby it, and I look at it, and I, I, you know, I stroke its hair and put it to sleep. So it's on my desk. The possum's doing the backup dance. I grab it, and I'm like, oh, all right. And I still don't know how to use the iPhone very well, I'll be honest. So uh, uh, I pick up the phone, and I push it, and then it says camera. And, uh, and so I, I, or photos or whatever. So I click on that, and I, I, I'm, I hit the wrong button, and I want to take a picture of the desk. Because I, I like, <laughs> as I lifted it up, I punched it at the same time. So then I go, ah, damn it. And I do, and I look up, and the possum turns around. He's finished backing up, and he looks into the office. And like the light catches his eyes and he, and he's got a scary possum face. Like, I don't even know. Like, it's this weird, like, it's like, he's just backing up. He's like, everything's cool. I'm going to get a picture of him. This is great. And then he turns around. Oh no. Look at that face. Like he's got a possum face. Holy fuck. What's going to happen? So, uh, so it's no big deal, you know, cause animals, they, they just get scared and they run away and that's fine. It works out perfect. So I have the iPhone and, uh, uh, in the, you know, like I said, I accidentally took a picture of the desk and I, I deleted it and then I went to hit and I look up and he turns around and he he looks at me and I look at him. And there's that moment where he sees me and I see him. So I, I'm, I'm like, oh, I got to get a picture of him because now he's facing me. And I go to pick the picture up and he goes to run. OK. He doesn't go to run away. He comes in the fucking building. I'm holding the phone and I've got, I've got the, the thing up and I'm going to take a picture and I'm like, oh, this is, and then he starts to come at me. He comes in to the motherfucking the, the, the apartment building. He's cause he's in the parking garage and I can see him at a distance. And then I see him and he, he sees me. I see him and it's like, oh, he's going to get, he's going to run away. I get, and he just, he starts to kind of like lope in to the apartment building. 
I lose my fucking mind. Like, I don't know. Again, I don't like when the television comes to life. I don't like when people address me or things happen toward me. I, I'm not a fan of that. So I make eye contact with him, and I figure, oh, i got to get a picture of him before he uh, he gets scared and runs away. He's not fucking scared, and he's not running away. He's running at me. I freak out. I ju- Fuck iPhone, baby. I drop it. I stand up in the air. I, I run. I try to run to the fucking... Because this is, this is what I do. Instead of just saying, go away or shoo... I run to get and slam the fucking door because I don't want him coming into the small office because I'm in a tiny office and there's a lobby. He starts to come into the lobby. He's coming right for me. Like, it's not even an issue. He's not coming to check the mail. He's just loping in. He's coming right at me. So I fucking get up and I run and I knock over. I got a chair with my bags and my computer bag on it. I fucking knock it over. I come around the corner and I just fucking like slam the door. Boom. And I fuck. I'm like, <sighs> and the building, like the the lobby itself, is you know, there's the door is is uh, a door. It's an actual door, but then there's windows all around. And I fucking peek out the window. He's right there. And I, he scratches. He scratches on the motherfucking door, like like he wants in. He's coming to fucking get me. I don't know if it's just, like, no pictures allowed or what the fuck's going on, but now I got a fucking renegade possum at, like, 3.15 in the morning coming after me right from my goddamn jugular. So I'm, I'm freaked. I don't know what to do. Uh, you know what I do? I fucking, I, like I said, I, the door, I pick out the window. He's scratching on the door. He's scratching, and he puts, he, like, puts his hand under the door, like, underneath. Like, I see it. I see his little fucking possum claw. Like, I thought they were supposed to run away. What is he doing? He's scratching. He's kind of sniffing around the door. I locked the door. I reach over and I lock the doorknob like he's going to take his fucking tiny possum tail and somehow manipulate it around the doorknob and open it up and come in. Are you kidding me? Honestly, if he can fucking open a door, if he can work a doorknob with his possum tail, you don't think he can pick a lock with that goddamn possum tail? The fuck are you doing locking the door? The stupidest thing I've ever done in my life. Honestly, the stupidest move I've ever done in my life. Slam the goddamn door, possum out there, scritch, scritch, scritch. I see his little possum hand underneath, lock the door. Yeah, that's good. That's going to turn this situation around. If only this building could see how safe they are right now. As you cower like a child in this office, waiting for D. Wallace to save you from the goddamn possum outside the door. I, I'm breathing so heavy. It's like I'm just like ah, ah, ah. I'm I'm like a lady. I'm like kind of panting, and I'm not, I'm leak, I'm looking out the window at him, and he's looking. So he just, I think he realizes at that point that I'm beaten. He knows that he's got me. It's like in prison. Honestly, it was like I was in prison. I'm that fucking possum's bitch. He saw me like a girl scramble, slam the door, and you know what? He was probably like, all right, well, I'll get in there. And then he heard it lock, and he's like, I own this motherfucker. That's it. (laughs) This possum fucking owned me. I'm looking out the little window, and he decides, you know what? I'm not going anywhere. He starts walking around the lobby. He's just fucking chilling out possum style, man. He starts walking. He walks over by the elevator. And I'm like, oh, 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 oh. I'm literally, the, I'm, I'm in Cujo. I'm in Cujo. I'm in the car. That's this little, I'm in this little space. I'm waiting for him to climb up and just start drooling all over the goddamn fucking window. I'm, just, oh, oh, oh. I'm shaking. I'm, I'm scared of the possum. Why? 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 What's he going to do to me? Nothing. But why did he come after me? That's something. I can't dismiss out of hand that this possum's got an agenda. 
He's fucking coming for me. So I'm, but that's good. No, because I locked the door, so I'm safe. So I'm looking out. He just, he just fucking cock of the walk. He's walking around the lobby. And now, okay, the building itself, uh, the office has, like I said, it's got windows and walls. But at the top, it's open. Uh, the walls are open at the top. There's bars. There's not solid wall. So part of me goes, holy fuck, what if he climbs up and he comes in from the top? So I'm starting to think about what I can put up there to block it. And I'm like, what are you, dude, all of my zombie training, all of my what I would do if the zombie attack came went right out the motherfucking window. If that possum was a zombie coming to eat my brain, I'd have been dead in fucking nine seconds. Seriously. Because I just look up and I start to think about what I can do to block it. And I'm like, all right. I, so I actually start to break this down military style. I'm like, okay, fuck. There's a TV here. I got a VCR. If I put the VCR there, it blocks this. I'm actually plotting it. Meanwhile, the possum, I'm not, he's walking around. He climbs up. There's chairs in the lobby. He climbs up on a chair. And just lays down like a cat would. He just lays down on the chair. Again, he runs the place. He's not fucking worried about me doing anything. But all I can think of is now he's a little higher, so now he can definitely scritch up the goddamn wall and fucking come over the top after me, and then I'm going to have to wrestle this goddamn possum. So then I'm like, I should unlock the door so I can get the fuck out of here if he comes through the top. If he swoops in and it's fucking possum death from on high, i got to have a fucking escape route. Oh, my God. So then I climb up onto the counter, and I start to put stuff, uh, uh, try to fit it over the walls so he doesn't come in after me. And then it, like, it dawns on me, like I look, and I'm like, I'm off the ground. I'm a 1950s housewife. <laughs> I'm Blondie on a stool, and there's a mouse, and I'm scared shitless of it. I might as well have just yelled eek. Seriously, I should have just said eek. <laughs> Meanwhile, the possum is out on the chair, you know, reading a book. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. He's sniffing around fake plants. He's sitting in a goddamn chair. I don't even, like I said, I don't think he had any intention of coming after me. He's just enjoying the moment. He's enjoying the triumph. So I'm up on the countertop and I'm like, and now, so now I peek, I try to get up high and I jump a little bit and I go, psst, psst. like I'm trying to scare him like by saying, psst, or go away. And I go, go away, go away. I say, go away. He's not a human being. You lock the door. You say, go away. It's a goddamn possum. Be a man. So I lean up and I'm just like, Psst, go away, Psst, go away. And I start to hit the window. Like that's going to scare him. He, he's not scared. He runs the place. He might as well have just said, you know what? I'm going to take a two bedroom. Give me the keys. Slide him out. And fuck me if I wouldn't have had to rent it to him. Because I, honestly, at that point, he owns me. And I was going to call Karen. Because like I said, it's like 3.15, 3.30. Now it's 3.30. So it's been about 15 minutes with this ordeal. And I'm going to call her and go, what do I, I don't know what to do. Like, I need help from her. And I, then I was going to tell her to come here and, like, honk the horn outside and, like, maybe he'd be distracted. I, I don't know what to do. But then, like, you can't call your wife at 3.15 in the morning to save you from a possum, you fucking woman. So I sit in the counter and I'm just, I, I go, I don't know what to do. Like, I hope he leaves. I hope he leaves before 6 a.m. when I got to take off. And then I look out and I see him. He's like, he kind of, he's on the chair and he jumps down on the ground and then he's smelling and he walks over and he comes to the door again and he starts like kind of sniffing like, and he, and he puts his little f- hands underneath 
And the reason I think this happened is because uh, like two weeks ago, Karen came over and she spilled soup in in the building, like right by that wall, by the door jam. And now I think that he just likes Chinese soup. Like, I mean, I, the possum's there and he caught a whiff of Chinese soup. So in my head now, I'm like, well, this isn't about me. Uh, this is about soup. I'm trying to convince myself that the possum is not does not have an agenda and he's not coming after me. So I, I'm like, no, I'm not scared of him. Oh, he just wants soup. But I don't have, and then I'm like, I don't have any soup to give him. Oh, fuck. So sure enough, he comes over and he, is, he starts to sniff and he puts his hands underneath again. And this time I get brave and I fucking, I punch the door like right where he is. Uh, I hit it as hard, like not as hard as I can, but I just like, boom, boom, boom. I hit it three times and then he fucking turns tail and he splits. <laughs> so I guess I showed him who's fucking boss. Is I was trapped like a lady for fucking 15 minutes by a renegade possum who came after me. And uh, I, I fucking hit the door, and then I just sit. I honestly, I just sat on the floor, like, whew, like I was so relieved. I didn't open the door right away because I'm wondering if he's going to get his possum friends, his possum posse. Maybe he's got a possum posse. I don't want to see them show up. So uh, I just sat there on the floor for like another 10 minutes until I was sure that he wasn't coming back, and then I opened the door, and uh, I and I was fine. <laughs> and uh, and I stood up and I opened the door. And I went out to the lobby, and I snuck out to like the the parking garage, and I looked around. And what was funny is then I went out to the parking garage and I looked around, and then part of me wanted to turn around and see him in the office. <laughs> How great would that have been if he had like hidden? I snuck out, and then he's like he's just sitting there at the desk, like staring at me, possum face, tail whipping around. Uh, but I went out to the parking garage, and I, he wasn't there. And then I came back into the office, and I look on the floor, and there's my fucking iPhone, fifteen minutes i had to get a photo of this entire fucking thing happening i could have filmed it i could have filmed it and it, it could have been the blair possum project i could have filmed the whole fucking thing shaky handheld cell phone and put it on youtube that would have been fucking hysterical guy trapped by possum can't recover i would have been brilliant instead i chose to go the other route uh, i chose to put on an apron and pull my skirt up around my knees and uh scream eek and stand on a fucking high spot what a fucking goof. So I don't mind a late night record now, although I will keep my head on a swivel to make sure that I don't get taken down on my way out to the car. Because the word's out now, folks. Word is out among the wildlife ca- uh, crew. They know I can be had. You guys can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You guys can get me at MySpace.com slash MikeSchmidtComedy. You guys can get me at Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. And as always, that's the number 40. And uh, you can get our friend Lily Von Stupp. You can get her at uh, uh, Lily at Burlesque411.com. That's L-I-L-I Lily at Burlesque411.com. Hey, what's happening? Mike Schmidt, host of the 40-Year-Old Boy Podcast, which you're listening to right now. Wanted to tell you about Sculpt t-shirts and year one download sets available now for your college student or for your toddler or your preteen. Any children that are going back to school would appreciate this as a gift. So go ahead and pick up a Sculpt t-shirt. These are available at MikeSchmidtComedy.com or get a year one download set, also available at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. Lily's laughing and she, she won't laugh out loud, so it's throwing me off. It's a little strange. Uh, so go ahead and pick up year one download sets and Sculpt t-shirts for your yourself for your college student again for any child that you might have any child you might know about <laughs> i know my audience tends to get around i am dumb 
All right, so go ahead and pick up a year one download set, pick up a Skull Pie t-shirt, all from the 40-Year-Old Boy podcast. That's right, the 40-Year-Old Boy, 52 episodes, $25, one brutally funny podcast. Folks, don't forget that the Monday Night Tease is every Monday night. That's why they call it the Monday Night Tease. (laughs) It is at uh, the three clubs on Santa Monica and Vine. This coming Monday, there is a special show called... The mini top circus could not could not get a big top in there. Although if you were if you were there, come on, how do you not bill it as a big top circus? Were you going mini top like they're going to be wearing mini tops, or was it the play on big top? Yeah, but with you there, it's come on, that's a big top. Let's be honest. Uh, Lily will be there with her big tops under the mini top. So it's a circus, and then there's uh, clowns and animals and. Escaping from a straight jacket and a man-eating chicken uh, and all sorts of insanity. Would you like to book a possum for that show? Because I think, <laughs> I think I know where to find one. <laughs> uh, he, he's always twenty feet behind me at this point with his scary-ass possum face, folks. I, that story again. You might not think that possums are scary. Google possum face or Google possum, and and because then I the morning I came home and I told Karen. I, I can't believe I'm still spiraling off into this, but I told Karen like the next morning, and she's like, "Oh my god, that's scary." Because we have a running joke. Like whenever we see a cat, I'll be like, "Oh no, there's a monster." Like I always call cats monsters. I don't know why. I just always do. Between my, me and my wife, you do stupid things with your wife, don't you? So I and there's this one particular monster who lives in our neighborhood. And we're always like, oh, let's go find the monster, and then we'll see him. And I've actually taken pictures of him, like at, at like six in the morning, and bring him home to Karen. And I'm like, look, I saw the monster. Uh, but there was no joking around with this motherfucker. This was not even like it wasn't even like, ha ha, look at the monster. It was like, oh my god, he's going to bite me. Like it was just. So I came home and I told Karen. I go, dude, and I told her the possum story, and she like as I'm talking to her. She just Googles possum and hits it, and it shows up. And, it's, and he's like, <sighs> like I, it might have even been him. Quite frankly, it might have been him. He, in one of his previous attacks, someone had the wherewithal to hold their camera and take a photo and then post it on the Internet. Because I did not, folks. I shook like, like a child and dropped my phone on the ground, my phone that I could not care more about. I literally threw it to the ground to slam a door and keep the possum from taking me out. Oh, God, what a, I, ugh, it's scary. I have goosebumps now. Ugh. And his scary face. And, like, he would look up from the fucking, uh, like, the chair and just kind of smile. Like, he knew. He fucking knew. All right. Uh, I got fucking, I'm used and abused by that motherfucker. All right. And I'm no good now. I'm no good. When I go back to Gen Pop, they know he owned me. I, they know I'm used goods. He's going to pass me around for fucking cigarettes now to his other possum friends. From now on, I'll be in that office. Word's going to get out. He's going to tell all of them. He's going to be like, oh, dude, you know what? Go go in there. And next thing you know, like a fucking armadillo is going to come in there or a raccoon. They're going to be the fucking eye. And they're going to see me run and close the door and they're going to laugh. I wouldn't be shocked if they fucking got iPhones and took pictures of me trapped inside the goddamn plexiglass. If somehow they went ahead and looked at me inside the plexiglass and took fucking photos of me. Ha ha ha. Just this weird menagerie, like fucking, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not even like Dr. Doolittle. I'm fucking Dr. Do-Nothing. That's all I was. I was Dr. Do-Nothing in my plexiglass tomb. I was like the guy working at the gas station last week, praying that that thin door would keep this possum away from me. What a fucking pussy I am. God, I'm a pussy. All right. So much so that I had to bring it up now. So go to this circus show and, and dream of like, and think of, be careful, because animals are tricky. They'll come after you. I, 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 I'm off I'm off animals. I'm done. That's it. Uh, and remember, you guys can get us at uh, Facebook, as I said, and uh, and all that stuff. I'm done with animals. I can't anymore. Because I used to have a great idea about animals. Here's the thing. I used to think that with animals, here's what I thought about zoos. A zoo is an interesting place, and I think it's a fun place, but I think it should not only be like a place to go look at animals, I think it should be a mall. 
I think a zoo is not only like an in- informational trip, I think it should be a fucking shopping trip. It's This is America. If you can afford to buy one of the animals and take it home, you should be able to. <laughs> the zoo is not just like for looking. The zoo's for buying. Let's go ahead and make some fucking cash here. I mean, this is, again, like I said, this isn't Russia. This is fucking America. If I want to bring home a fucking penguin and I can afford it, why can't I bring home a goddamn penguin? I go into the fucking house. They do the little dance. Everybody, There's some woman telling me about what's going on. We're in the monkey house. And I'm like, terrific. I want to bring that fucking Reese's monkey home. Put him in a bag. That's how it should work. But not anymore. You know, maybe the animals knew of my arrogance. The animals knew of my plan to turn zoos into a commerce-based uh, business. And they were like, fuck that. We'll scare this motherfucker straight. And that's what they did. I got scared straight by a possum. That's exactly what happened. He was the Mike Tyson of possums with a scary fucking face. He actually had a tattoo on his face, and he had a <laughs> tattoo of Mao on his arm, on his possum arm. I saw it when he put it under the door. Oh, crazy. But why wouldn't zoos work out perfect for zoos? Zoos should have people that come in and go, hey, this penguin's cute. I want to buy it. That keeps a zoo afloat. And then they go back to uh, Penguin Town and they get another penguin and they bring it out. Wherever the fuck they live. I don't know where they live. Where the hell the penguins live? The Arctic. But the Arctic's melting. So they, they're happy. Penguins are happy. And seriously, if you were a penguin, you're like, fuck, everything's melting. You know what? I bet some kid named Robert in Biloxi would like a penguin. <laughs> So you know what you do? You just pretend like you're drunk. You're like your penguin out, and you look for a penguin trap, and you're like, whoop, I'm going to fall in there, boom, and hope you're going to a zoo rather than a fucking tuxedo shop. And then they take you to the fucking zoo. You're in there, and then you like go there, and you do a little crazy happy feet dance. You're like, hey, remember happy feet in the March of Me? I'm, I'm really cute. Bring me home. And then Robert and Biloxi goes, I want a penguin. He takes you home, and next thing you know, you're banging around in his yard with cinder blocks and a fucking burned-out car. There you go. Penguin wins, Robert wins, you win. Everybody wins because the Arctic is fucking melting. Let's get these penguins and get them out of here. I think you should be able to go to a zoo and buy an animal, but not a fucking possum. Oh, God damn it, it was creepy. So again, Google possum and look at his face because he turned around and he fucking wheeled on me and he looked at me and it was just, uh, it was not good. Oh, follow me on Twitter. <laughs> I forgot about that. I'm trying to think about, like, uh, do I have another plug? Uh, yeah, follow me at twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. Uh, go to facebook.com. Uh, the 40-year-old boy, Lily Von Stupp at uh, Burlesque 411. And, uh, yeah, that's that. And uh, and, but, and go to Facebook and, and be my friend. And I, you know what? I got It's funny. I got a poll, like a thing sent to me today. And it was like, join this page to keep pedophiles off of Facebook. You know what? Ignore. <laughs> I fucking hit ignore immediately because I think that's part of the challenge of Facebook, quite frankly. <laughs> Someone wants to be your friend, you got to size them up just from the photos they've included. Facebook is like a big game. It's like a game of Clue. Like you're you're looking at that person whether they want to be your friend or not, and you're like, hmm, do I think that Colonel Mustard will do me with a rope in the conservatory if I become his friend? I'm not so sure. So you got to go ahead and decide. What you, so I say sex offenders, everybody can come on to Facebook. Go ahead, get on there, and it's, it's on you. If you want to be friends with me, I'm not a jerk. Man, I am, uh, man, I'm an awful guy. 
I'm not an awful guy. I am not a good guy. But I don't think I'm a bad person overall. So, uh, and go ahead and by all means judge that. I'm kind of a jag off. I got the future. What am I talking about? But I am a jag off. And I'm not a jerk. I'm a nice guy. It's just I guess I have jerky tendencies. I've done so much ridiculous stuff, and then I, I wonder afterwards. I'm like, man, how come I don't uh, hang out with anybody? Here's why: because you're a dick. Yeah, 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 yeah